Pipehead friends, my name is Adam, and this is the Get Pipe Podcast, where we love the pipe. And today, well, as always, I am joined by my good friend Nick, aka the producer guy. Nick, what's up, man? Hey, Adam. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Yes. I am finally doing good. Yes. Yeah, we, uh, well, thanks for doing last week's episode of Cover My Ash. Very... Oh. You know, it was it was Monday night last last week as uh, we're recording now, and you know, it was we didn't have an idea necessarily ready for the the show, and, and I had texted you know, a producer guy here, and I was like, "Man, I'm feeling a little sick. We're gonna definitely have to push." You know, I don't know what this is. Uh, we had we had been to the beach the the night be- before all day, just getting thrashed by the sun. <laughs> so I thought it was just, I just thought it was the sun. I don't know, maybe like a onset early onset uh sun poisoning or something right. but i was just i was in the trenches man and so you know we we decided to kind of i was like maybe we push to tomorrow you know a tuesday night but i don't know i'm feeling pretty rough and then i'm so glad you were just like no this is my hour this is my hour <laughs> to you know yes. don my steed and and go to go to battle and and it, i was so glad you did because i didn't end up getting out of bed until probably friday you know, it, it was just so miserable. It ended up being COVID, uh, which was a huge surprise to me because none of the symptoms were that of COVID. Like, the, you know, yeah. I still had all my my tastes. I mean, that was OG days, like the early yeah. COVID, where you didn't have sense of smell or taste. But it it was just Omega flu. That that's literally what it was for yeah. for four days. And uh, the the second day, Tuesday, when I had to go back to work, I showed up to uh, the sick call for the army and. I told him, I was like, I think I have food poisoning, maybe the flu. I'm not really sure, but I am dying. I need to go back home. And they said, okay, after two and a half hours and, and giving me some random prescription that didn't help, I finally was back home, kind of tried to rest. And it was just, uh, dude, it was, it was just so miserable. And, uh, you know, the next day came and I was like, I, I cannot go to work. And my, okay. my quarters, it's quarters is the term or, uh, the status you're put on when when you're supposed to return to you know in the case of like a a, a young soldier the barracks mm-hmm. uh, you know go to your quarters uh, and so it's basically like a 24 hour you're home you're not working you're not teleworking nothing and then that ended Wednesday morning and I was like well I'm not gonna go back to sick call 40 minutes just for them to tell me to go back home. Because uh, right. I already got the the prescription, like so, I just kind of risked it. I mean, maybe it's abuse of power, but you know, <laughs> but I was just like, I'm all just, the I'm enlisted not out there are like, screw you. Yeah, I mean, seriously, if you're a lower enlisted soldier, like, I mean, granted, you live there, so it's you know, it's easier for you to go to sick call every morning. But anyway, I, I just it was just another few days, and then I think Thursday was when we were like, screw it, we had to go. My wife was like, we got to go to urgent care or something, and yeah. so we did, and. We were getting a, we were about to get tested for the flu, and she's like, "I can also do COVID and strep throat." And I was like, "I don't know." She's like, "What do you want?" And, and this is where you know my wife's a nurse. She's like getting mad. She's like, "What do you mean? What do we want? This is your job. You are <laughs> the it. one to give you know guidance. You know, it's not a what we want kind of thing." But I, I mean, pff, when it was what I want, I was like, "Well, I don't want the thing in my nose, so <laughs> I don't think it's COVID. So let's just skip the strep, <laughs> skip the." the nose thing and let's do the flu turns out the flu is also the nose thing uh but <laughs> but she had said yeah you know your symptoms are very reflective of covid and i was like no they are not like i'm going to the bathroom every 20 minutes going you know sweating 
through my sheets and my mattress protector from cold sweats. Like, this is not COVID. And she's like, well, you know, we've had like five this week. So I was like, okay, whatever. Throw the damn, you know, just swab the, the damn nose and we'll figure it out. And yeah, and they came back and like, yeah, dude, you have COVID. And I was like, whoa, curveball, plot twist. I did not expect that. And uh, honestly, it was a little bit of closure because I just, mm. I couldn't understand why I was so damn ill. But, and, and you guys had been listening how I've been, you know, <laughs> sick. sick for, you know, six weeks now, eight weeks now, but completely different. This was just yeah, a drastic yeah. turn from, from Sunday night, you know, feeling really good Sunday, you know, having fun at the beach, crushing donuts, you know, crushing <laughs> ice cream, you know, falling off the wagon a little bit. Whoa. And then, uh, yeah, Monday I was just, oh my gosh, it was such a turn. So yeah, today is the first day that we're recording this on, what is it, Tuesday? Oh man, yep. it's Tuesday. So it took about nine-ish, 10-ish days for me to, to finally feel at like a baseline good. Now I got to build up my strength again, my, you know, my health, but, but it's good. We're on the mend, man. And it's, yeah, I'm, I'm just so glad that the, the, uh, smoke cover my ash last week's episode was so, so yeah. good, man. I, I really oh, enjoyed man. it. I had, we didn't talk about it. Cause again, I was pretty much MIA just, I didn't even look at my phone Yeah, and yeah, I listened to it. Uh, what yesterday on my way to work. So it was, yeah. it, I really, really enjoyed it. It was cool because I was like a, a get pipe listener. I was like a 12 yeah. percenter, you know, <laughs> just, just listening to the show and, and I had no clue was coming next. Not even, not even an idea. So yeah, Love it was that. a lot of fun, man. But how are you been, you know, thanks for doing that. How are, how have things been since? Yeah, things have been pretty good. Uh, the weekend was just kind of meh. It was a, it was a weekend and, you know, I think we all, we all have those, but coming up, I will be actually as of this episode going live, I will be waking up and going to the Sunshine State, the beautiful state of Florida, to visit my family uh, with my son. So I'm very excited about that. I will um, definitely be bringing some pipes, um, or maybe one or two, and some tobacco, and then I'll probably get some cigars while I'm down there with my old man. And oh yeah, Florida dude, those. gotta. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be t- total. Total Florida man down there. Well, maybe not a Florida man, but yeah, gonna be Just doing that. Getting arrested for wrestling alligators and <laughs> I know. I always get pictures of their backyard. They have like a canal type thing. And uh yeah, there's always alligators out there. They got hopefully a dock put put up. Um they had one being built and uh I'm excited to hopefully do some fishing off the back back dock with my son and yeah, just going to be a great time time to get away and uh the producer wife went to kansas maybe a month or two ago at this point and uh she went with the the little baby girl which was good so uh our son is going to be flying for the first time super excited because it's a great age so i'm going to just be recording all that as in like for our keepsake and seeing that first time flying so super Are excited all four of you going down nope just me just me and him, I should say. Okay. But uh yeah. The it would just be a lot of money, really. I think that's kind of the the kicker for this one at this point in time is is the money for all four of us to have gone. It would have been uh, I mean uh, probably close to a thousand dollars type of thing and yeah, probably more, did, right? Yeah. Yeah. At least like we were doing the budget kind of breeze airways. And then it's a two-hour drive from where we're flying into to the house. So that would have just been a lot. So yeah. it'll just be me and the little man, and we'll be we'll be hanging. So far, it's been a surprise for my dad, which is pretty cool. Taking a taking a chapter out of the old get pipe book, but oh, okay. 
but I think my mom has to somehow explain a five hour hiatus from being home. I don't know how she's going to do that. Yeah. Uh, she also has to put in a car seat into the, the car. So I don't know how she's going to do that, like without garnering attention. So anyways, probably won't be a surprise by the time we get there, yeah. <laughs> which would be okay. But uh, I, uh, I just want to say, man, I got, this is kind of switching subjects, but I think it will be useful for when I'm traveling is I got this beautiful, beautiful pipe pack. Um, it's a leather, it's actually an Eric Stokeby fourth generation uh, leather. I don't even know what to call it. Pipe carrier, tobacco carrier. Like it's got a tobacco bag, a little, tobacco like a little wallet for yeah, a little wallet. Got multiple spots for your pipes. So it looks like there's a lighter, like there's, there's all this stuff. And I did not buy this. I did not buy this. This was a gift. This was a very generous gift from a member of the get piped pipe community from a friend, our friend leap Froggen. Thank you so much. You know who you are. Appreciate it. Um, this is just absolutely amazing. I'm so excited to to be using this. I think this is going to be a great thing for Vegas as well coming up. Just a really easy, you know, pipe pack. I don't know how many pipes or at least tobacco I'm going to bring to Vegas. I'll bring pipes. Probably won't bring <laughs> too much tobacco after all of our uh, lessons learned with all of our shows, but I'll definitely be bringing some cigars in here to to that show and stuff and i don't know maybe some stuff to give away i have too much tobacco i just want to give some stuff away to folks so yeah looking looking forward to that love that because i also got (laughs) a very similar yeah (laughs) dude our our good friend uh you know listener of the show viewer of the youtube channel you know follower of all the stuff uh leith fogg and he just what a generous kind gift was you know we Producer Guy and, and I had been going through it. You know, we, we'd been, you know, investing a lot into the show and uh, these pipe shows and, and whatnot. And, you know, it's a lot of time and effort into, you know, coming up with content. And, and for us to receive, you know, just like a surprise package, uh, of course, he requested if he could send us something and, and we gave him the A-OK. But I what what it was, we had no idea. And yeah, yeah, it was this these beautiful freaking Stokeby fourth generation. Uh, they're they're technically the three pipe pouches, but mm. within that they come with like a little tobacco uh, leather roll, uh, you know, and 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 they're just so so beautiful. And, and and ours are both the same color, so we're 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 gonna be matching. It's gonna be feeling good. Yes. And and one piece I really want to highlight is the zipper work, and it's the classic get piped orange. It is, and, and they are just. This is just such a beautiful piece of, of, of uh, you know, work uh, that, that you know, you guys can, anyone can purchase right now. Stokeby still puts these out and, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're a little bit of a, you know, it's a, it's a quality good. So, you yeah. know, don't expect to, you know, drop zero dollars on these things. They, they <laughs> are, a, you know, a very beautifully put together piece of equipment. And man, dude, these are just, these are just really, really sweet. One thing that I found is there's no shortage of, you know, artisan leather workers out there. And and we are, you know, prime time gasser uppers of all the folks who do, you know, pipe racks and and, and pipe leather goods and, and whatnot. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to to get a product from, you know, a reputable company like Stokeby. You know, I, yeah. I've always been a fan of fourth generation. I've I've talked about some of the pipes I've had in the past. And then just a couple episodes ago, 
in our pipe dreams, I, br- I believe we brought up a uh, fourth generation as one of the, uh, the, the pipes as a, mm-hmm. you know, for, for one of the scenarios and you just, you know, leapfrog and man, thank you so freaking much for, uh, you know, just going out of your way to do this. It, it really does mean a lot to us. And, 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 and in an extension of that, I would like to also thank, uh, you know, it's kind of like a, it is like a little sick get, like it get well soon. I don't know if it had anything to do with, I think these were already in motion, but you know, a good friend of ours, another friend of the show, uh, Alan Dino, uh, had sent me a, a, a little collection of cigars and he, he wrote cigarettes on, he said, enjoy the cigarettes, but they look like cigars to me. So maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about. They're mini. They are mini cigar. Oh, maybe they're cigar. Cigarellos. I don't know. They're just mini cigars. Um, I smoked one out of the, I think, five or six. I mean, it was just a small collection of cigars. I put through them in my humidor. And and dude, I love doing that. I don't have very many in there. It's one little humidor. It's it's probably the size of like, you know, it's like a 12 by 7. Very small. There's probably two cigars in there uh, that had been given to me from maybe my dad. And then I was able to throw these in there. So it felt really good to kind of stock it up with things that I don't know what I'm adding to it. But... <laughs> Yeah, I just I love the idea of having that little stocked humidor. So yeah, very, very gracious to to both of you folks for, you know, that's Lee Foggin and Al Alan Dino for for going out of their way to send me something, you know, having to write my damn address on a damn box and, you know, wrap it up, ship it, go to the store, whatever. So it it really I, does mean so so much. What I love is I've come to realize that Alan Dino is a cigar brand as well. But I know it's it's so Oh, I didn't fun. know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I got some some ad recently about um, this brand I of bet, cigars. I bet I will too. Now that I've said it seven times, I know you. And, and that's one of the great things about the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club. And the, and it, this this kind of is a pitch. It's kind of not, man. But like, you can have an alias. Like, you know, no human <laughs> being is born named Leapfoggin. No mm. human being. I mean, maybe there's an Alan Dino out there. Maybe that's where the original guy was. But I don't know. Uh, you know, the, this is the coolest part about it. And you know, while we're open to, you know, you guys know who we are, you know, our names. And of course, I'm, I guess I'm giving my address out to some folks, but you know, for the most part, I'm just getting these packages from, you know, individuals and, you know, we'll remain referring to you as the alias until you change the name on the discord or whatever. But yeah, it's just a really cool community aspect that I've always kind of appreciated. Heck yeah. I stand corrected. It's Aladino, not Alan Dino, but I still think that's where, our friend Alan Dino maybe got that. Oh, okay. Because Alan Dino is the company. So he, yeah. his, maybe his name's Alan or something. I yeah, don't know. It is. Be but pretty cool. Yeah. Love that. But man, we are looking forward to bringing all of this stuff, bringing our Eric Stokeby fourth generation packs, our Alan Dino scent cigars to the Las Vegas International Pipe Show coming up. We got. As of time of recording, one month. We're talking one Dude, month. yeah. Actually, less right. than a month, technically, no, no, no. Well, when will we, we get, get there. As when do we get there, recording. the 11th or the 13th? Yeah, we get there the 11th, less than dude, one month. Dude, We're recording here on the 12th, and I'm just getting really, really excited. Because so we've, excited. We've been pitching this for, for months, and I think, you know, let, let's, let's... so, like, last year was so hype, dude. We had the yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think you know, moving forward... No, I hear you. I hear. I mean, no one's voiced it, but I know you're thinking it. We've kind of been beating this to a, to death. You know, <laughs> I, we we literally talk about it. I mean, we're excited, but 
I think I liked last year's approach where yeah. I think it was like the, I mean, of course we want folks to plan the trip, right? So that's, that's kind of the, you know, we're juggling the eggs here. I don't know how it's going to end out, but, <laughs> but moving forward, I think I'm going to try to, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure to mention, let you guys know when it's been announced, when to get your tables and all that. But yeah. You know, I, I miss like the ding, 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 you win a million dollars or Vegas, kind of baby. thing, you know, Vegas, uh, Viva Las Vegas, you know. I have this, uh, I have this song pop up for some reason whenever I get into my car, just because it's, I always listen to Spotify, but I have it on my iPhone is like one of the songs I downloaded from iTunes to use for the show, just like the slight snippet and like that, the full song plays sometimes because my my phone connects to my car automatically and it starts playing a song. The very first song, right? Yeah, and it's like... It happens to be that one. Vegas, and I'm just like, okay. I actually hate it, but it, yeah, I yeah. still... <laughs> Every time you turn on your damn car. <laughs> I know. Dude, I don't know, man. We are very excited. And, and I think today, as we're just under a month out, you know, literally just under, you know, I want to hi- highlight the idea of like this this massive congregation of pipe collaborators we are so mm. close man and it, it is never too late to book a ticket uh you know literally it, it, it really isn't so you know maybe you know there's some folks out there trying to manifest themselves manifest each other to go uh this this might be the show to go man it, it's this is one of the ones that they say you know it's like a rival to the chicago and, and so if you weren't able to go to the chicago this is the one you, you do want to try to make or at the very least throw a pin in next year's calendar, which you probably haven't got yet because you haven't got it till Christmas day or whatever. <laughs> but once you get that, make sure to put uh, you know, a little block in somewhere in October. Cause that's when it'll be next year. But, but what happens at these events is so many folks come together from the international level too. And, and this one is going to be significantly greater and significantly more yeah. grandiose. I really do, do believe because we know the the Vegas Pipe Show was formerly the West Coast Pipe Show. And, uh, you know, Dave in LAX and, and Brian Levine have done a, a, an incredible job rebranding, literal rebrand of the show from West Coast Pipe Show to Vegas Pipe Show. And last year was the inaugural year. So there was a lot of hype, of course, and, and a lot of anticipation because of that. But, like, it's one of those things where you have to have that, you know, that first year of you know, trial and error, you know what I mean? It's like when Tom Brady leaves, you know, the Patriots, <laughs> you got to have your, your couple years of, uh, you know, trying to figure things out. But I'll tell you, you know, Brian and Dave kind of 10 X it and they're already at like their next Tom Brady and they're, they're ready to have an, a phenomenal, uh, pipe show this year. And, and again, this is where, you know, you and I get to come together, sit down, smoke, look at pipes. And I am very excited to talk about in, in about a month, once we, once we reach the month of October, we're probably going to do some kind of episode regarding the show prior to actually, uh, or at least we'll do a segment or something. But, you know, producer guy and I have been talking and we've, we've kind of changed our view on pipe shows a little bit and how we want to attack them. But, but for the most part, just understand that it's a, it's a great place for us to come together and, and, and partake in this, this hobby that we, we put so much love and, and energy into. So yeah, very excited for the Vegas pipe show. I can't freaking wait. Cannot wait. But if you haven't booked your tickets yet, go ahead and do that. The Las Vegas International Pipe Show will be held from October 13th through the 15th, 2023. 
go ahead, check out the Las Vegas International Pipe Show website at vegaspipeshow.com. All your information is there. Unfortunately, it is a little little bit too late to register and save. Um, that, that deadline was September 10th. And uh, I think all the rooms are sold out. So you might need to look uh, either just at the Palace Station itself or not not the specific room code. I don't think you can get that. Or there's plenty of other hotels around the area. Um, I mean, literally plenty. And you can kind of Uber in and stay the day, stay the night at the Palace Station. But uh, go ahead, check that out. We are looking forward to seeing you all there. But something else kind of dropped recently that I want to talk about very, very quietly. And uh, it w- wasn't given much discussion because Adam was in the bathroom and dying last week um, when it kind of dropped. And that's that's our Battle of the Briar trailer. Super exciting. I briefly mentioned it on the on the show last week, but yeah, this is... This is just something I'm excited for, still excited about, and I'm very much looking forward to to come. Dude, Battle of the Briar trailer. If you haven't checked it out, this is not something you want to miss. YouTube.com slash get piped. It is at the time of recording the most recent video, uh, but that will change very soon. A new episode will be going live just this weekend. Uh, and uh, either way, go check it out. Battle of the Briar trailer. And this is a full pipe smoking, you know, documentary. And it's a trailer that that covers that. And it's 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 a true cinematic approach to our hobby, you know. And, and I have to say, you got to think of the Father of the Flame documentary, right? This is a something that I respect a lot. I, I've I've taken a lot of encouragement from the fact that people would make a documentary about pipe smoking. And, and the folks over at the the Father of the Flame did a, a wonderful job. And and this is an in-house kind of, you know, this is a get pipe production. This isn't some massive production company, but I will tell you it's not going to just be a YouTube video. This will be a feature-length film. And I really, really do believe that this trailer will really convey that message. I think uh, Producer Guy and I have put so much time and effort into the story, into the filming, into the the post-production. And, and, and it's funny, when you see trailer, you probably... The way I look at it, I'm like, oh, this is the film is done and this is the trailer that's preparing us and we're so excited. Just release it now. The film is could not be farther from done. <laughs> could not be farther from done. The first well, thing I did was was create the trailer. Uh, and, you know, it's it's, of course, based on the story, but right, I still right. have to, we still got to put the story blocks together. And it's kind of like a, a further announcement where it's not over. You know, the 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 story is is still under un, unfolding to a degree. Yes. You know, we we have some some work that we need to do uh, as we move forward to other pipe shows and other events and and other things that that I've been continuing to collect as I go to these continued pipe shows and whatnot. But you know, the story is is still growing and I'm so excited to tell the full thing uh, sometime in 2024. I have not given you a fir- firm, you know, you can you can see this in the trailer. There's not a firm date. I have one in my mind that I've told very select few people. You know, I'm keeping it keeping it real close just because I don't know. You know, this this will be an, an incredible endeavor. But but my point is, man, I, I encourage you to go check it out. It, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of entertainment and and satisfaction within the pipe smoking sphere. And of course, right. entertainment. And you don't got to like get pipes. You don't got to like my dumb jokes or my dumb YouTube videos. <laughs> you know, it's, it's completely separate. 
in, in terms of its approach. This is a, a professional documentary that I'm very, very excited to to have under my portfolio, man. Like this is a, I've always wanted to be, ever since I started doing the pipe stuff, I've always wanted to increase my, you know, filmmaking abilities and, and my storytelling abilities. And, you know, I just think of, you know, maybe one day, like I have so many, I have so many pipe smoking documentaries planned in my head and the stories are already partly written. Yeah, I'm dead serious. Partly written now that I have full intention of doing. I have full intention of one day having a, you know, hundred thousand dollar budget where I can do, you know, a full scale. I mean, that's rough quotes on full scale. I mean, these, these ones on Netflix probably have like a 1.8 million dollar budget. Yeah, something crazy. But, but, you know, I, I I have these very grandiose dreams. We're in a very niche market. Anyway, my point is, go check it out. This is going to be, it would mean the world to me. You know, every kind of view and every kind of share of that that trailer does does so much for us. And uh, yeah, we're we're really excited to start ramping up uh, production and uh, you know some of the potential capabilities that can come with that. So, but hell yeah, man! Battle of the Bride trailer live right now. YouTube.com slash Get Piped. Boom! Love that. Go check it out. Let us know what you think if you haven't checked it out already. Looking forward to that. We, man, have been on a, like, I don't want to say hiatus because I've been using the the app, but man, just been slacking on the gram. We also mm-hmm. have our, our Battle of the Briar Instagram that is at Battle of the Briar. So go check that out. We have one amazing post so far. No others, even though we've promised behind the scenes stuff. We're, we're working on it. Things things happen, you know. Life happens. I think uh, with actually this vacation, I'm really gonna kind of focus on enjoying myself, relaxing, but also kind of like mentally recouping. Like, okay, what what's going on? What do we need to do? What can we do? Um, I say we, but mostly mostly myself with regards to, to the get pipe stuff. And yeah, just excited to be bringing some books, reading, and just hanging. Dude, out. yeah, man, a little refocusing, little yeah. zeroing in. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Dude, I actually had a little bit of zeroing in, refocusing during my sickness. And Ooh. now this is this is pre-COVID diagnosis. <laughs> so there is a huge uh, you know, miscalculation here given the fact that we know that information. But at the time I didn't. So amidst this horrible week of illness and sickness, I we we almost had what's we almost had a what's up and smoke kind of type of deal. Uh, a little pipe show, if you may, at, at the Get Piped household. Uh, not not quite, but uh, it was uh, Wednesday night, and I had the opportunity to have a couple pipe guys over. And yes, I was still sick, but I was feeling a little bit better come Wednesday night. It was it was at the night. the 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 basis behind this is an individual who makes pipes was uh, studying in in the state of North Carolina and he, he brought another friend and a good friend mm. of the show and we'll talk about them in a second but they were in the area and so they planned to come visit in some capacity so I'm like hell yeah I mean this is two weeks ago or three weeks ago I'm like hell yeah let's do it well we'll cook you dinner I'd love to have you show you my home show you the studio kind of thing uh, you know get you a warm warm cooked meal in your belly and then you know send you on your way kind of thing and that was planned for Monday. So Monday had come. This is uh, the four day weekend. This was this was Labor Day, and you know it was funny. He was like, "Are you are you sure? Like, I know you got some busy plans going on on the weekend." I was like, "Ah, no. Monday's Monday night will be fine. I, I don't yeah. I won't want to do it during the week because then I'll be mad from work. You know, <laughs> it is the end of my weekend, but I'll at least be off, kind of thing." 
Well, that was when Monday morning came and I, I kind of felt like I got hit with a sledgehammer and I, I texted them and I was like, hey guys, like we're going to have to push. Let's push to tomorrow if possible. I just, I'm just now feeling super great. I don't think it's going to get any better. Like, oh, we got this thing going on. Let's plan for Wednesday. So I said, okay, great. Uh, good thing because Monday night got so bad. Tuesday was even worse. And then Wednesday morning came and I was like, I mean, I feel better than I did yesterday, but I still feel pretty horrible. Uh, but I really wanted this opportunity to at least cook dinner for some of my friends, right? Right. You know, and by me, really get wiped. She had, she had something planned, but I just wanted to hope, I wanted to have pipe people over the get pipe yes. household. And so I, I kind of rallied, you know, took a, took a long shower and smack in my face, you know, trying to drink black coffee and yeah, whiskey. you know, trying to really get myself up. And uh, it's funny. I told get wiped as they were on their way over. I was like, uh, you know, I'm probably not going to smoke a pipe tonight. I'm just not really feeling it. You know, I don't want to, I'm, I'm going to tell them right away. And the first thing, Dave motherfucking Shane of the pipery, <laughs> uh, when he enters, he's like, I got you. I brought so much tobacco and I can't wait to smoke a bunch of pipes. Literally first thing he says. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Where's your burly at? <laughs> Dude, literally, exactly. And get wise is like, I knew this was going to happen. But um, so, so the story goes is, uh, you know, our good friend Dave Shane and uh, our good friend Stefan Cashwell, an artisan pipe maker. Both of them are native to the Atlanta area. Stefan was actually visiting uh, the shop of David Huber, artisan maker David Huber. Now, just to give you a little bit of context for the folks who don't know who either of these guys are, uh, Stefan Cashwell has been making pipes for, I believe, a couple of years now. David Huber, many more years. David Huber's, yeah, probably minimum ballpark $600, $500. Like, very, yeah. is, is studied under, you know, Nana Iverson, you know, very famed carvers and you know, Stephen doesn't he is, have some Japanese influence as well? Oh, um, very extremely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. he's studied under, beautiful pipes. Oh yeah, yeah. Look him up, Huber pipes, David Huber pipes. You'll you'll find some very beautiful pieces, and very abstract for what Stefan had been doing. Stefan had yeah. learned under uh, Sean Ream over in Montana, and that's where he got some of probably the majority of his uh, core structural and shaping style was from from Sean. And and both of those guys are are just wonderful humans, and they they kicked it right off. So they had a really good relationship, and and they've been going back and forth. But you know, to to really succeed at this, and and if that's what you truly want, you do have to branch out. And he decided to you know reach out through Dave Shane. Dave helped. I mean, Dave Dave Master of Pipes knows a lot of folks in the the community. So <laughs> you know, he gets them in contact, and there's like a little interview process, and he ends up passing the little interview and. And he was uh, allowed to visit. So it's, it's just a visit of the shop. And he was able to learn how to make a, a pipe or two kind of thing. And, and the thing is with David's structure, like he, he makes, you know, very beautiful blowfishes. He makes these fugu, you know, Japanese style pieces. And they're so different. They are so aggressively different from the more American traditional style that Stefan does. And what that does is it allows you to kind of unlock you know, a capability. It allows you to kind of mm. awaken your ability, your artistic sense kind of sen uh, idea. And anyway, so I'm not here to talk about how well or, or I don't know, like that we'll have to have him on the show and talk about it. But uh, I was just excited to have him in the state of North Carolina <laughs> and have him come over my house. So the two of them came over and he was smoked. You know, Stefan was smoked. He was getting after it. He was learning. He was working. He was trying. He was failing. He was succeeding. It was 
I could tell that a lot had happened. And, uh, and of course, Dave, Dave Shane was taking the time, you know, he, he had stopped by, uh, you know, the shop and kind of, you know, poked his head around some shoulders to watch a little bit. But for the most part, he was traveling across North Carolina and uh, selling the, the pocket jar, right? You know, going into these, these local brick and mortar saying, hey, you got to have the pocket jar kind of thing. Uh, so, so both of them had their quests and it was really, really awesome to have them convene. You know, they, they both drove down in one car, but they drove down to the get piped household and, and we were able to serve them some, some good food, some warm cooked food. And, uh, yeah, man, it it was so awesome. And, and for, you know, to see Stefan looking at all of my artisan pipes and asking who made who, who made what, you know, the, the pieces he picked up asking who made this one. You know, you don't ask that because you found a piece you didn't like. So then now I'm putting right. together, oh, he appreciates this artist and he appreciates it. And it was really interesting to see a totally, di- like he looks at things through a totally different lens than Dave Shane would, you know, than, right. than producer guy would, than, you know, 99% of our listeners would. And that was really interesting to me because uh, to me, they're all beautiful, but it, it was very, very interesting. And uh, yeah, man, I was showing them my tobacco collection and dude, it was it was wonderful. I won't draw this on too long. For the most part, we just had a wonderful meal and they loved it. They were going to get seconds. My wife made some Ooh. like really delicious like chick crock pot chicken kind of thing. Oh yeah. Had some good potatoes and some fruit and and I needed that. I mean, I wasn't super hungry because I was pretty pretty sick still. Again, didn't know I had COVID at the time. <laughs> and um, you know, we ended up going out having a having a pipe and I was able to smoke one of my Cashwell pipes with him and uh oh, love that. dude, it was just it was just so awesome. It was a little bit of like that, you know, realignment in a time where I was just just miserable, and it, and it was good to have that friendship and that camaraderie, yeah. and and to sit outside and just smoke pipes, talk about talk about anything, talk about artisans, talk about other artisans, talk about tobaccos, talk about you know shows and and whatnot, the army, you know, bitch about that kind of thing, and it was just great, man. And and I, I'm just so honored that they wanted to come over, and they were. They're so gracious and so kind, of course, to get wife for making dinner. Dude, Stefan was hype. He was like me when I see a pipe in public. That was him with this dinner. He was literally <laughs> just like, I'm, I'm not even like, unironically too, he was just like, oh my gosh, this is hitting. And I'm, kind of like, I'm so thankful. <laughs> He's that guy. He's that guy. He's genuine is what I would, Dude, so genuine. Because he, again, he was just ripping you know, in the shop for eight, eight Probably to 10 hours bags under his eyes, dude, literally. And he's like, he's like, guys, I just really needed a, a warm meal. <laughs> this is the most delicious thing I've had in so long. He had, he had been given like cold sardines and David, yeah, a piece of bread, a hard tack or something. There you go. <laughs> that is yeah. awesome, man. I love the, I love the text I got afterwards. He's like, do I tell them I had COVID? I was like, yeah, you do, bro. Dude, like, that is funny. Them. So they, they're, they're hearing this. So I, I, I found out the very next morning, very soon that I had the COVID. Right. And the first person I text is producer guy. And I'm like, dude, oh my gosh, I just had guests over and I had COVID and I didn't know, like, how do I tell them? Do I tell them? And he's like, oh my God. Yeah. You tell them. And I was like, well, I know that, but I still needed you to tell me. And, and so I told them and, and they're, I guess Stefan had it a few weeks ago. So he's like, oh, I don't okay. even care. I'm, I'm fine. But at, the, the funniest piece though, and, and then we'll end with this. At one point I'm looking at a pipe from, uh, that Dave had in his pack. And I was really, really appreciating this piece. I forget. I don't know if, uh, it might, Stefan made it. I don't even remember who made it. I think it was Stefan's and I was really enjoying it. And he, and I was like, wow, this just looks perfect. And he's like, yeah, go ahead and clench it. I was like, okay, so I'm clenching his damn pipe like <laughs> with COVID and 
So, so you made sure to text me back and he was like, yeah, I'll just make sure to clean that pipe or we're all good. So love that. Dang, man. Well, I just want to say thank you all for smoking and joking with us. It's been a long smoking and joking, but you know what? I think the people will appreciate it. And uh, thank you all for your support of the Get Pipe Podcast. It truly means so much. But if you would like to do a little bit more, maybe I say more, but if you'd like to do some support other than just listening, if you want to give some some help financially to the show, you can visit, visit www.getpiped.co to check out the little merch store as well as our buy around club. And yeah, we got some stuff on there. Excited for some more stuff to come. But don't forget to rate and review the podcast as well on Apple, Spotify, and any other listening platform that you are on. It helps so much for us and give it the follow as well. So you never miss an episode at 4 a.m. every Thursday. But we got a great show planned this week with another edition of Smoke Seminars. And following our primary topic, we'll get into some questions with Ask Adam Anything, and then we will hit a little bit of this or that. Hell yes. Big thanks to the producer guy for the producer guy things. Now, before we move into our primary topic, I want to remind you to take a deep breath, savor this moment, kindle your flame, and pipe as you please. Got a little smoke seminars today. This is a great series. This is a newer series, and uh, we've only had one other edition of it. But this is our series where we kind of do a little learning. We sit, we sit everyone down, and uh, both myself and the audience, and uh, sometimes even Adam, because we have to. You know, there's some parts that we need to do some research on and kind of look into. But for this one, this is a good one. We're going to be learning today. And as you can see from the title, we're going to be talking about that first pipe. So our our series encompasses just kind of all the aspects of learning about pipe smoking and tobacco. Hell yeah, man, dude. I, I love the idea of smoke seminars. And I, I, I pitched it the first time last time where I talked about how our show is always a more entertainment, more content-based type approach. But that didn't mean that we could never talk about the informational pieces, the the recommendations. The mm. I mean, we kind of do throughout, but but to have a dedicated series where we do so was was very appealing to me, and that's where the smoke seminar uh, series really really came from. But today's topic being the selection of the first pipe, right? We we had a you know producer guy had a back and forth. It's I mean, there's so many topics, and when we have a a series that only comes up every you know once uh, every few months or whatever it's so hard to find something that's you know checking all the boxes do we go with you know shapes do we go with sizes do we go with you know brands there's so much we could do to be kind of the intro and i really like our first topic so you should totally go check out uh episode 77 where we talked about the uh the difference between artisan and factory i thought that was a good uh little little bit of an approach to our first episode but this one is similar in in the aspect of of you know nailing down that pipe information and uh, this one again being that selection of the first pipe we're going to cover a lot of those pieces again in in stride and we can always 
you know, we got 999 episodes, you know, total to go, <laughs> you know, in, in, in our, many uh, are left, <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever's left, but you know, we'll hit them. But, but for the most part, we're going to be kind of hitting some pieces in stride. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought this would be a really, really opportunity for us to kind of talk about picking a first pipe. Cause this is a very intimate, uh, experience this is a very intimate uh, ordeal. And, mm. It's tough where, you know, I'm a realist, right? Like the person who needs to listen to this will have already purchased the pipe, right? But, you know, so so this begs the Typically, question, who is, yeah. who is this for, right? Who is this episode for? I mean, really it is for that new pipe smoker who is looking to get involved into pipe smoking uh, because there's just so much information out there and there's so there's such a lack of information in your head when you're getting into the hobby. But really, this is probably for the experienced folks or the folks who maybe just discovered the get pipe podcast and, and are, are learning about pipes and tobacco, but, but it's for you guys to kind of recommend not the episode necessarily, but the information therein to, to another individual uh, mm. to maybe help them make that recommendation. Cause, cause a lot of the times our first pipe is, is from a recommendation, right? Right. Right. Yeah. And I would say that this could even, this is going to be a great opportunity for, any of your cigar friends out there or family members or whatever it may be. Yeah. Kind of like this could be a good introduction into kind of how they can pick that first pipe. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and, and there's going to be people who are interested who, you know, maybe, maybe tried, you know, maybe you, maybe you <laughs> did try and you were in fact, one of those people who did purchase it, uh, but you ended, you ended up failed, but, but there's probably a lot of blank canvases out there that we can probably pull together and, and, make a good recommendation on what you should do for your first pipe, your first selection of a pipe. Uh, but yeah, so I'm really excited to get into this one. The, the way this episode is going to, this particular topic anyway, is going to be broken down into is essentially our methodology is going to be five parts. Uh, and we're going to kind of flow through it. This, this isn't going to be some, you know, broken up with some music and all that kind of stuff that, I, that you know, Get Piped is known for doing. Uh, but we're just going to continue the conversation. But but it's going to be five parts, and it's going to be understanding what draws you in, understanding the pipe's purpose and the ability of that pipe. The third part will be a discussion about how there are a lot of options out there. We'll, we'll kind of touch on some of those options and why there are different options. And then our fourth part will be the financial commitment. We'll break down the finances of some of the uh, the tiers that you can go with your first pipe. And then finally, we'll kind of conclude it with, uh, you know, the right pipe for you. And, and it's it's basically just going to conclude everything we've been talking about. But 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 let's jump into that first part, man. So I found this was uh, as I'm as we were kind of scripting this this episode, you know, it's like whenever you want anything, you got to figure out what is the the driving factor to want that thing. So mm -hmm. so what's drawing us in? What is what is the thing that is drawing us into the pipe? There are many things, right? So where did this in interest originate from? That could have come from a film, right? We we talk about Lord of the Rings. It's it's a, a majority yeah. of of pipes, new pipe smokers, at least nowadays, are are coming from you know maybe a film like Lord of the Rings, uh, maybe even other films that are that are popping up out there. Oppenheimer, I don't know, probably yeah. not, but but it's possible. <laughs> um, maybe it's literature. Maybe you were, maybe you were the OG. Maybe you're uh, reading Tolkien way back in the day before the idea of film or cartoons or, or whatever storyboards were even coming out and you were, you know, paying such attention to the idea of these characters, these hobbits smoking their pipes. Maybe it was, 
maybe it was Tom Sawyer or, or whatever, and, and it was a Mark Twain book or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's so many ways literature could be one. The uh, uh, comic another, books, like there's the little pipe back in the old school comics. Yeah, dude, pipes were huge in comic huge. books, especially like the Marvel books. Like you'd find yeah. like a some smart guy or some Professor X smoking taxi a pipe. driver in the background, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it's that. such like a it was it was a very blue collary job as well. <laughs> like a like you know you had the white collar jobs of, of dudes smoking pipes, like the Professor X's, and then you also had yeah cab drivers, the blue collar. <laughs> you know pipes. Chilling. Pipes were unifying, man, and, and especially back in the day, you'd find them all the time in, in in media. But you know, maybe maybe it was family. Maybe it's uh, you know one day when producer guy is uh, you know an old an old man, and then it's his son, and his son is like, well, you know, my dad smoked a pipe, kind of thing. Uh, that or that grandpa. translates, it, it, dude. I I hope to be that one day. You know, hey, you know, my grandpa's never seen without a, a smoking pipe, and that's gonna be me. But. Um, <laughs> You know, and, uh, you know, maybe it's a mentor, like, uh, maybe someone, uh, a close friend said, Hey, this is, this is something that you might be into, or maybe it's a professor. A lot of times professors and call, I mean, maybe not nowadays, but back in the day, like, Oh, you know, my professor smoked X, Y, Z. Like there, there's many ways that can get us into, maybe it's quitting a vice, whatever it might be. Maybe you're trying to transition from, from cigarettes or your board, your cigars. There are so many ways. So, so I think it's important to at least understand where our origins are coming in terms of how we want to why we're getting into the pipe anyway it's a so, great there's a there's a great book and this can relate i'll relate it back the start with why by uh simon oh, you were talking about something like that yeah it's like why why did you start like what what's the reason you should always know your why which i think is important i know my why you know is it was the friend here and i'm talking to him but yeah, yeah, and it and that's the thing. It doesn't have to be. Oh, yeah, it doesn't have to be. Grand. I learned under Albert Einstein, you know, <laughs> and on his deathbed, you know what I mean. Like, it doesn't have to be that. Be, oh, my yeah. my friend was smoking a pipe, yeah. and it was cool. That, was that that is a good enough reason. Well, good. You know, as we take these this information, it, it sh- kind of shapes our origin story, and and it can help us select the right pipe that that right first pipe. Uh, and, and it also gives us a little bit of a buy-in, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that. So maybe, maybe it's like, um, you know, uh, it's easy to go back to the, the Lord of the Rings, but people would buy into the church warden pipe. So if that was their first, first purchase because it, it related to their favorite author or their favorite film or director or whatever, it happens to be cinematographer, it, getting a church warden bought bought you into the hobby, right? So it's very important to understand why we, you know, have these these origin original interests into into pipe smoking. And then again, it will satisfy that allure. Like if you're if you're thinking it's really cool that you know there was guys who smoked corn cobs back in the day and and they were hardworking people. Like if that's what you want to if that's what fascinates you that will satisfy that that initial lure that that allure to pipe smoking and it'll at least hold you on a little bit longer right if you're and it's this is you know it's maybe not black and white right if you if you have just a friend who had a corn cob and then you go and buy a briar pipe and maybe it's a corn cob or two like it doesn't necessarily matter like you might not be bought into that but but as we kind of extrapolate to the more more philosophical approaches, right? With with film and and family, maybe maybe a family member always smoked a straight billiard. Yeah, that would be a good reason to 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 go towards those pipes. But 
But before we really get into those, we, I do think there's one more piece that we want to look at, and it's understanding, you know, this is our part two, it's understanding the pipe's purpose and really the ability of the pipe. And, you know, so we, so we look at the idea of pipe smoking historically. What's the, what's the number one reason historically that you would smoke a pipe? I would say to get like the smoke, the flavor of the tobacco, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Smoking tobacco. Exactly. Tobacco, you know, super historically it was, it was just tobacco. So those were vessels and I'm sure there were outliers out there, but for the most part, they, those were just vessels to communicate to your mouth, smoke through the flavors of tobacco, right? That was what it was. And yeah, that, that's, I mean, you could argue maybe a little bit nicotine. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't my, my knowledge on this is a little bit loose. I don't know how much folks were writing about how, you know, I need my pipe to, to smoke, uh, you know, to get my nicotine content, <laughs> probably not necessarily the case, but, but nicotine does, did have an aspect of, of pipe smoking and always has and always will. Um, another one would be clenching yeah, or maybe like a habit like clenching. You know, we find that like back in the day you would see, it, it was more of like a, a fit, not a, it was like a modern, uh, modern day. It was the historical day fidget spinner, right? You know, oh. to have it kind of in your mouth or holding it, you know, when you're at a you know a lecture, if you're a professor, of course you probably enjoyed what you're smoking, but, but it was just something to have. And that was kind of a cultural aspect of, of pipe smoking was just for men to have pipes. And you can't tell me they were all pipe enthusiasts. You know, they weren't all looking, were really excited on the edge of their seat at midnight looking for the new small batch. You know what I mean? It, it was probably a little bit of these three, you know, between nicotine, just the aspect of smoking, the smoke, and then, of course, some kind of a habit, you know, satisfier. Maybe it's, you know, throwing something in your mouth or holding, pointing to your calculations with the stem kind of thing. Um, and I, you could argue status uh, to a degree, you know, like like when we look at the, in the comic books, you'll find the smart smart folks smoking a pipe kind of thing but but that's kind of a and that's a little bit out there because a lot of people smoke pipes but we we've still always thought of pipe smokers as the more learned the more thought provoke individuals the the contemplative individuals but mm-hmm. yeah so and, and, and a lot of these things will still translate today so when we talk about the reasons why you know people would pipe today it, it is a little bit different you still might get the uh the, the the smoke taste thing, that will be constant, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, if you're not smoke enjoying is, what you're smoking, it's going to, you're not, you're not going to stick around with at least that yeah. tobacco. You might stick around with the pipe, but, but today we see a little bit of a change, right? So as we're looking to recommend a pipe for someone, it is important to kind of understand these as well. Uh, we find that the word settle down or the, the two words settle down is a reoccurring theme uh, to slow ourselves down, like any kind of form of pulling us back. You know, we're in a super modern world where technology is, you know, driving us nuts. We're, you know, on microphones right now from across the, you know, the East Coast, Which you know, cool. just talking right now. You know, it is great, but sometimes we, the modern day individual wants to find a way to kind of escape and, and slow down and, and a healthy escape, right? Which is yeah, funny not, because these... Yeah, this kind of stuff was, you know, I'm, I'm pointing to the screen. This was the stuff that was our escape from, you know, just the fast pace of work and school and all that. Yeah. And it was video games and film and, and all these things back in like the 90s and even 80s, you know, with sitcoms. Like these were your ways to escape. But 
But now we're finding the collective is the collective pipe smoker is is looking for something to escape from the escape. And that's yeah. that's where the pipe smoking and, and slowing down is coming in. And the escape has changed, right? Like I think the video games, like especially us growing up, that was that was an, an a quote unquote escape. But I think now that everyone everywhere is doing it at all times, everyone has the device. It's uh I read this really interesting article in like my political theory class about like the future of technology and like how technology will be melded with humanity and stuff. And I, I found it to be very abstract and unrealistic, but the more I looked at it, hindsight, I'm like, wow, I really wish I didn't feel the way I did about it at the time of reading, because it's very true. Like we, we have become very dependent on this stuff, whether it's a watch. I mean, even just a basic watch like a timex watch is technology and it's always on us like i really like if i just had a timex watch i would never take it off i never took it off but like i gotta charge my super duper smart watch now and all this stuff mm-hmm. but without it we feel weird we get you know ghost vibrations and all this stuff so having that oh is, we do right you always oh my gosh you feel your yeah, pocket you feel thing. your yeah i know and it's like we need to escape from that and that's that's where that kind of settling down aspect i see is is true and i i agree ultimately that this is all to say i agree with what you're saying and i think everyone should kind of recognize that we all need to escape at some point from kind of what has become the norm at this point yeah, and and to to learn a bygone practice or yeah. an art is is to escape to a degree. Yeah. Even even if you're commuting, bro. Like I, I there's so many listeners who are smoking their pipe right now on their way to work, and this is you guys know it for me. This is the way we smoke pipes. This too can be like you know, I'm I, escape can can be very. Such a harsh word in a way. Yeah, I don't. Like. It sounds negative. It sounds cowardice. Mm. And at least, at least in my mind, you you guys might not be taking it that way. And if you aren't taking it that way, that's the way I want my mind to think. Yeah. It's, it's really not. It, it really isn't. At least in the sense. Maybe that like a it. like a retreat. I Ooh, I like that. Like a a, a calculated retreat. Like yeah. I'm calculatedly retreating from, you know, the the well, waking up in the morning, and I'm I'm. It's, yeah. it's like a pre- It's it's. I would like even a, say. I would even say retreat is there's no negative like oh I'm going on a retreat with my company like there's yeah, that's a yeah. good or your church good or whatever and I mean like now if we're talking about army like oh we're doing a retreat like eh, yeah okay. so the army doesn't retreat there yeah exactly they retrograde <laughs> <laughs> they retro <laughs> yeah exactly we don't retreat Dang. we retrograde it's it's uh it's all about the phrasing and things I guess <laughs> but like it kind of is too you it know is. what I mean like a- anyway no I know I know exactly what you're saying but. You know, so I guess that adds another one to my list that I didn't really think about is, you know, maybe the preparation, the calculated mm. preparation. You know, I, I find that this is no magic sauce, right? I, I'm not smoking my pipe on my way to work and I'm now like the best, you know, army captain who's getting the highest billet, qualified billet, you know, ranking or whatever, yeah. you know, and, and I, I still show up to work and I still don't want to be there, but it was <laughs> a lot cooler when I was smoking my pipe on the way there. And, and at the end of the day, that that can be it. But other folks could be, you know, maybe you're an author and 
to have that 35, 45 minute pipe before you start writing, or maybe even during, probably not during realistically, but maybe before really sets you in, it puts you in a position to be the most successful. Uh, Maybe you're, maybe you do meditation and Mm. maybe you smoke a pipe after your meditation, maybe you you, you get to this such a Zen state where you're almost like it is. If you've ever meditated, it's like a mindless kind of thing. Yeah. Even though it's very active mind, it's the most mindless thing you can do. It's so odd. It is a very weird thing if you really get into it. But maybe you need to like almost bring yourself back, and maybe smoking a pipe is your your bridge to to back to a little bit of real reality. Uh, but anyway, so th- th- there's many reasons why you might want to smoke a pipe today, or at least today individuals are, I guess you could argue maybe the modern day, the newer age of of pipe smokers. Uh, you know, other ones could be not as philosophical. It could just be a collection, man. Maybe it's like just fun to collect something. You know, you guys know that I have my collection of uh, the, the, the wheat pennies. I'm looking at them right now and they're in an old jar of 1998 frog Morton. You like, I like to keep my, it's an empty jar. I like to keep my collections and my, my hobbies together and, combine them but you know i just like collecting and that that's the end of the day i'm not a i'm not a penny wheat penny enthusiast but that doesn't mean you can't be a watch is there a, is there a get pennied podcast out there like get <laughs> weeded or get wheat get weeded <laughs> uh, you know like maybe a, there is you know maybe there like is a, a phrase for some sort of intoxication probably probably in the form of marijuana I'm about to get weeded bro yeah yeah no, yeah we'll, we'll we'll keep that you know idea in the someone in the else can do that exactly um but you know it's it's there's just such a a, a breadth of reasons on why you might want to why someone might want to start pipe smoking today and i mean you know, one thing that i really like and i appreciate is just just to kind of be different man like dude a hundred percent you should not be ashamed of that yeah no one no one does it like i know two other pipe smokers in my area and i'm not talking because i know there are some folks in the get pipe pipe community as well but like i'm talking close friends but i think the only reason they smoke pipes is because of me in a way like they're they're good friends and the only reason they do it is because of me and they're they're different right like they're different in that manner and they go in and out they have ebbs and flows where they smoke more maybe they'll switch to Mm -hmm. cigars for every now and then back to pipes but yeah man you're completely different and i've had them approach me and be like yeah i've had a bunch of people ask about like the get pipe sticker that i have and all this oh really and it's like no one there's probably plenty of people out there who's never seen a pipe who have never seen a pipe in real life, like being smoked. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So it's definitely, there's definitely that aspect of being sort it, of in a way, not in a way, but legitimately countercultural. And and that is a perfect reason to smoke a pipe. If yeah. that is what you desire, like it, dude, that's the coolest part about this is there's no freaking rules. And if yeah. you genuinely just want to smoke a pipe to, to look a certain way, to be different, that is fine, man. Whatever gets you, I, I am of the mind of whatever gets you into the hobby gets you into the hobby. You know, we always talk about how, you know, maybe using them as props is like less favorable, but at the end of the day, less favorable to what? You know, yeah. not using it at all? I would say no. I'd rather you use the pipe as a, as a, you know, go get a nice Peterson, use it as a beautiful prop <laughs> at your weddings that you bring to, you know, it's, it's cool, man. You don't use have it to. Use it in your TikTok videos. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I mean, yeah, it's, it's not something I would do myself. It's not something. No, no, no. But like you see that you see people doing like skits and when, of yeah. course, whenever they give the Brainiac character out, they'll they'll have a little calabash pipe or something. Right. And, you know, maybe of the million people that like that video, just one of them says, oh, let me look that up. Maybe I can find one of those as maybe I can get one for a prop myself. And then when they're on their Google search, they find, you know, tin of tobacco or whatever. And, and, and how there's a video, get pipes video, how to pack oh. a pipe or something. You know, I don't know. There, there's many ways to get into it. So I, I, I'm of the mindset that, that all coverage is, is kind of positive coverage, but, but man, th that, that's kind of where we kind of, once we understand our why, once we understand what draws us in and, and really the reasons why people smoke pipes, you know, it, it, it comes to, we come to the fact of like, what, what does a pipe do? What does it provide? One, my, my favorite thing that I always tell new people when they're looking for a pipe is, the pipe will outlive you. Mm. Uh, I love this phrase because it, it generally is true. You know, the, sure. there's a reason why we have a whole collection of pipes for sale for lots of money called estates. Those are all used pipes. Those are all pipes that out either outlived physically because the their previous owner, you know, died or because, you know, it, it outlived their enthusiasm or their particular allure to that particular pipe. Uh, yeah. Whatever it is, it's still going and it's still going to smoke and it really did outlive that that previous owner in some capacity. And, and that's important to know, right? That is very important to know as we select our pipes because they have longevity. They are meant to endure. They are meant, they're built of fine, you know, even the cheapest ones, they really are to a degree built to last. Uh, I mean, there's there's going to be some asterisks here, which we'll <laughs> talk about, uh, but but for the most part, if it's a, it's a genuine pipe, it, it, will, it will last. Um, so, you know, I think the last piece is, is when we understand as we're understanding our, our purpose, the purpose of the pipe. And, and as we're getting into, it, we're getting excited, uh, before we even start our collection, I want to say, let's not get consumed with the idea of a collection. Uh, so this, this could be a way to get into it. It could be, you know, maybe you wanted that hobby. Maybe you wanted to start a collection. You don't want to get wrapped up or overwhelmed in collecting. Let's, let's get the first few pipes under our belt, uh, really understand them. And then, then that will, you know, be a little bit of like a tuition to understand where we can turn our collection moving forward. And I actually talk about this in, uh, the, the YouTube video that is about to go live this weekend. Uh, it's my factory pipe collection. Uh, just the, the cliff notes version. I, I had a bunch of, uh, straight Peterson's of barrels and tankers. I, I think I had probably 20 total, um, between the two. I had one of every finish, every color of whatnot. And I was really chasing a collection. Like I loved the idea of having a Peterson pipe collection. And that really did counteract with my, my pipe smoking hobby. Because when I looked at these pipes, I didn't really smoke them. I didn't really reach for them. And the reason why I didn't is because I was chasing a collection, not chasing a pipe that I truly desired. Uh, so that's very important because we don't want that to happen. We want our pipes to be smoked. We want our pipes to, you know... Again, this is this is all first base kind of thing. You know, you can once you get to a point where you can have a bunch of pipes and you never have to smoke, you know, that's a little bit different. But when you're when you're in the market for your first pipe, we want it to be smoked, right? Yes. Um, so so that's that's gonna turn us right to part three. And and it's it's going over, you know, our first selection pieces. There are a lot of pipes out there. Yeah, there are. Like a lot, a lot. lot. <laughs> so many pipes like the amount of pipes out there are almost not reflective of the amount of 
people, they're not. It's not reflective of the amount of people who smoke pipes. It just goes to show how much the people who do like pipes like pipes because <laughs> <laughs> they get sold. Uh, but, you know, so the, there is, there's such a grand variation. You know, we have so many different shapes, we have so many different sizes. We have materials. There's briar pipes, there's corn cob pipes, there's clay pipes, there's meerschaum pipes, which is a, essentially a mineral. Uh, there's mortar, which is a, a bog wood, a, a, an old, old wood that was in a bog for hundreds of years. There, there's many different materials. As we go down into the options that some of those can have, namely the, the briar, right? Uh, we have different finishes. Uh, so your clays are, are generally going to be smooth, rough smooth, but it, it'll generally have a, and you can have like a clay, you know, carved clay, but it's a little bit yeah. less common. Uh, meerschaum, you might have a smooth meerschaum, a very polished meerschaum, but you can also might have some kind of a carving and uh, an artistic approach to the piece that would be very identifiable. It's got some Turkish guy or yeah. some pirate or, or claw. You know, a cat or claw, exactly. But when it comes to briar, we do find that there's the, this is kind of like the bread and butter. Briars are our wood, the, the main wood you're going to find in a smoking pipe. And those finishes are rusticated, uh, which is essentially a hand, generally a handmade, uh, whether it's with a tool, but uh, some kind of tool, but by hand, there's some forced roughing of the bowl. Uh, whether it maybe it's a Dremel, maybe it's a, a nail, maybe it's a, a hammer. You know, there's there's ways to rusticate. I mean, the the word kind of describes it, uh, the bowl, and it, it's there's such a grand way to do this. The the the, the possibilities are endless. Uh, there's also sandblasted, of course, putting in a, a sandblasted machine, slapping sand at it, and, and really Slap. does. That's exactly what it is. You're shooting a gun of sand at it, it was, uh, which. Yeah, it was very interesting. Where uh, producer wife and I were talking to a good friend of ours, and uh, he was explaining just like what sandblasting is. And producer wife was like, "So you like? Is it like one of those medical containers you put it in?" And uh, they were like, "Yeah, you just put it in there." Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, the, there's a collection at the bottom. You got your you hold the pipe in your left hand and you spray with your right and and all the stuff. And it was it was really cool to see that just kind of connection and just just the understanding being you know uh, kind of expanding the the in the pipe pipe scene so yeah and in it sound like when you brief it oh you just get a sandblasting machine and you just sandblast like they would you would think they would all come out the same well, within reason like there's yeah. going to be you know different variation like if you look at a rock and you drop the rock it's going to crack but inside of a rock is inside of a rock not the case with sandblasting like it is a there is such an immense, almost yeah. arguably more than the the amount of rustication techniques there are out there. Right. You know, like it's just, there's so, so much that you can get into with the sandblasted finish. Different grits or however you, know, you call exactly, it. Exactly. You know, how you're doing it, you know, what you're covering up, what you're revealing, how hard you're blasting the piece, you know, how little you're blasting it on other aspects. There's so, so much. Uh, but those, that, those are two of our finish. And then the, the third, our most iconic finish would be our smooth or or yeah. straight grain or, or, or some form of a, again, smooth pipe. And that's the most polished and pretty and, and generally unblemished uh, uh, finish. Yeah. And so the most those, expensive. And, and the most expensive reason being because it takes so much time to sand that piece down all the way to that fine, polished, right. beautiful grain. 
and and of course, sometimes you know this this is good for the new pipe smoker. They're rare, right? So the 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 smooth pipe that you're holding, there might have been another four or five blocks of briar that were in in route to be a, a smooth pipe, but because of some flaw, it needed to be changed to a rusticated or a sandblasted. And it was one in four, one in five, maybe even one in more that got you that smooth grain pipe, which is why that price is significantly higher. It's a lot. There's a higher demand for it. People want it. It's harder to get, and it takes a lot of time. Once you get the right block, which you don't really know until you start, you know, sanding the piece. But uh, so, so those are our finishes, and 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 once we decide what our shape and size is, and our and generally our material, uh, you know, if you're again, we tie these back to what we appreciate and what, what draws us in. Maybe it's the corn cob guys. Maybe it's the toking guys. It's probably a wooden pipe. Whatever that is, that's when we look at the finish. And, and the finish is just, it, it's really got to call to you. One of those things where you look at the piece and if it's, it's pretty, if you like that rustication, if you like how some guy you know, pretty much put a battle axe into the side of it and like how <laughs> chipped and gnarly it looks and it is a beautiful piece, that might be your piece. But other things we, we have to understand is whether we want a filtered or non-filtered. Uh, this is for more international folks. Generally in the U.S., you'll find that it's a, a non-filtered pipe. Uh, but if you're out there and, you know, you're come, if you're listening from Australia, man, you might want a, a filtered pipe. That, that's got to be something you have to consider. Uh, so, again, lots of, lots of pipes out there. But the next thing we need to understand is the requirements for your pipe. Uh, and, and this can be, it can kind of draw this out to everybody's first pipe, but, but really your pipe. And the, the first thing I want to talk about is kind of how I mentioned with those, those finishes. It has to be aesthetically pleasing to you you know you have to find a piece that ties in with what draws you in again if you like church wardens you're going to want a longer pipe if you if you like tom sawyer the book you're going to want a corn cob pipe these are the things that you want to think about uh and i say that because it's not like you don't got to think about if you like it or not but you might be you might get you might go into a brick and mortar store and someone might want to you know, really sell you on a piece that just isn't calling to you. So this is why it's important to kind of think about those things that 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 brought us in, what drew us in. Uh, and, and it's good to lean on those inspirations, man. It really is because it sets us up for success. Um, so so once we found the piece, right, you found your your pipe, you're in you're in a the pipe, you're in uh, you're at a trade show, maybe you're at a brick and mortar. You found the one or a couple that are that are really calling to you. It is important to find the that it is properly constructed. Mm. So this is a I guess generally speaking, if you go to a retailer, if you get if you order your pipes from a brick and mortar shop, you order your pipes from online or you go to a, a pretty major trade show, generally speaking, your pipe's going to be good. You know, Peterson is really doing their best. This is a company really doing their best to not send misaligned pipes, uh, you know, pro improperly constructed pipes. They are doing their absolute best to not do that. But that said, it happens. So it's, it's important to check. Uh, so what, what does properly aligned, you know, parts and draft holes mean? Well, when we talk about the draft hole, the draft hole is the, the little hole that goes into, that's the, the, where your smoke comes from. It goes into the heel of the bowl. And when you look at the bowl, you're looking inside. It's even better if you got a little bit of a light in there, but the hole should be centered, okay? The hole is centered. It's at the bottom heel 
of the pipe. And it's generally straight. You know, it's, 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 general, it's cut generally straight in. Sometimes it'll be centered. It'll be at the heel of the pipe. It'll be at the bottom of the pipe. But you'll find it looks a little off. You know, that can have some problems. That's not an end-all, be-all problem, uh, depending on the price. If it's a $400 pipe, that is absolutely an end-all, be-all kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, but but generally speaking, that is a that is something we want to look for. Now, what this ha- what happens if 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 there's any misalignment of this hole? And and again, we're just looking with our eyes. We're not pipe makers. It's just a it's just a quick you know. Yep, it's it's pretty close to the bottom. You know, making sure that hole isn't halfway up the bowl kind of thing. Uh, you know, any kind of misalignment can cause some form of a turn turbulence in in the flow of, uh, you know, that smoke and, and essentially translate to, you know, really higher chances of, of moisture and, and even whistling. And I've had a couple pipes that whistle and they are miserable. And then Oof. I was very inexperienced. I didn't look at the bowl. I looked inside once I realized that it was whistling and I could tell that the dam, that the, the hole was a little crooked and it wasn't centered and it was actually a little bit up. It was like the trifecta of horrible of all thrilling. wrong things uh I don't, it, and it wasn't a it wasn't a peterson like i didn't spend like 80 dollars on this pipe but um yeah so th- those are important to at least take a look at and then again you can look at the pipe for, uh, you know from the stem to the bowl if it's generally straight uh you know the tenon which is a the, the piece that goes into the the shank if if, if everything is looking generally straight and this includes a, a bent pipe you, you're you're going to be on the right track uh, another thing that happens is we we call is the pipe cleaner test. You can always throw a pipe cleaner into your pipe, uh, make sure it goes all the way through to the end. If that's the case, you know that's a that's you, you're golden. Uh, now there's kind of a there's a hot topic here. If you're at a if you're at a brick and mortar store, uh, maybe an estate show uh, or some kind of trade setting, this is this is a definitely a go to. But you know there's there's some limitations here. Um, if you're if you're purchasing from an artisan. You know, it's up to you. You absolutely have the right to, you know, to test the pipe that you're about to purchase. But I don't know. I, I, I personally, I'm not going to throw up. The, the expectation is that yeah. the, the pipe cleaner is going to pass. So, yeah. you know, I would imagine most folks won't be in this situation for the very first pipe. So you don't necessarily have to worry about that. But but some pipes like uh, very extreme bent pipes or Peterson system pipes, they might not pass that pipe cleaner. So just make sure you're maybe with, uh, you know, the the owner of the brick and mortar or, you know, maybe have a mentor that you're making sure you're, you're looking at the right pipe before you're throwing a, a pipe cleaner in there. But, but at the end of the day, if a pipe cleaner goes through it, it's, it's generally uh, pretty much aligned. Um, you know, last pieces, ch- just check the the stem or the, the edges of the stem really sharp. Uh, that's something that you, you can probably feel with your, your fingers. Is it clenchable? Do you, do you even want to clench it? That's putting your teeth together on the pipe. Uh, the way, the way I do it is I put the, this, the end of the stem in between my my first my pointer finger and my middle finger and I let it kind of hang and if it holds very well I, I generally know that it can it can be clenchable um, and maybe wasn't there not, someone that told you about that do you remember who it was I don't I no. don't remember um, but I love that I do that it is a too. good yeah it's a great technique um, you know and it just let it hang because and then you can also test the weight you know is it you know and there are some you'll know like if like I got actually have a smaller pipe uh, actually from Stefan, like it's kind of his workshop pipe, beautiful little sitter. Like I'll know, I know that that one is light enough for me to clench. And it's, oh yeah. Yep. It's helpful that, 
he's even like, oh yeah, I've had it in my mouth plenty of times in the shop and I just forget <laughs> it's there. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, and that was one actually one of the pipes that I, I was smoking uh, yeah. when it came, you know, just a little little poker with a you know very, very light. But you know, these these are things that you gotta think about, right? You know, yeah. hold it in your hand, get the feel of it, imagine yourself smoking it. If you have the opportunity, look in a mirror, see if you can, you know, maybe hold it up to your your mouth. Don't put it in your mouth, but but hold it up and see, does it fit you? You know, these are things that you want to consider when and whether or not that pipe is gonna be for you. But as we move forward, let's let's talk about the financial commitment. This is our part four. Uh, I broke this down, and this will go pretty quick into several tiers. Uh, it'll go quick because uh, we're really only going to focus on three here. Uh, the 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 tiers of this budget are relative to uh, the the options of pipes out there, not necessarily the, the the size of your pocket, right? So when I say low budget tier, that is like a definitive, you know, objective. Small low the low price in the pipe tobacco sphere yes. and that's going to be your corn cobs your clay pipes uh and and those are probably the two in this low budget here and the low budget we're talking eight dollars to 35 dollars uh you know range that i would recommend uh highly recommend if you're going to go with this this tier uh you, you go with a corn cob pipe yeah especially sure. with missouri meersham they have so many pieces and i would i would i would lean on the uh probably closer to the 35 range. They have some really, really awesome high acrylic uh, stemmed pipes, like really, really quality stuff. Uh, just just, just awesome pipes out there that will smoke very, very well and will perform like a briar pipe at the end of the day. Uh, they're, they're very durable, and if you treat them right, they will last a very, very long time. Uh, clay pipes, you know, they're, they're interesting. If you're getting into pipe smoking because you go to reenactments for, you know, uh, revolutionary war meetings or, or or what have you yeah i mean that would be a reason to get a yeah. clay pipe but outside of that I, sure. I don't necessarily think clay is probably your your best bet uh some of the the pipes in the low budget tier that i would i would argue you should not consider would be uh what are what we call basket pipes or, or sometimes they're called wall pipes if they're hanging on a wall that doesn't mean every pipe on a wall is a bad pipe but but some some folks some brick and mortars will have these pipes in literal baskets or they'll have a wall of Quote, cheap pipes and they'll range in 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 this this dollar amount this eight to thirty five and they are they are briar pipes but but these are the ones that are probably going to have some kind of flaw they will smoke uh, they will they will work but sometimes more often than not you probably have to have a, a a keen eye to identify some of those problems and it's it's not something that I recommend for for the new guy um, and and another one would be antique store pipes mainly because same thing. You're probably getting ripped off, even if you're paying thirty-five bucks. You know, just just realistically, and they're probably very, very gross and dirty, and been sitting in that you know damn glass case for you know nine years. And yeah, just I, I would stay away from those. But as we move up to our, I would argue our mid to low budget tier. Now, there's there's many many options. This is I'm thinking about fifty-two dollars to to sixty dollars. Uh, this is a really really good option. Um, the the ones I want to highlight are are factory pipes. And they are Rossi pipes, Brigham pipes, and Rop pipes. Now, these three pipe companies are very reputable. They've been making pipes for a very long time. We got the French guys. We got Rop over there. Uh, Rop has some very, very good pipes. Uh, we we talked about Rossi, the uh, the Savinelli uh, company. Uh, the uh, you know they were acquired by Savinelli. Rossi is a very, very affordable pipe that I think they're 
lowest model is $52 or something. Maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's 50, uh, but these are very, very affordable pipes and they're all beautiful. And same with, same with Brigham pipes. These are, these are complete pipes. There's going to be no flaws for the most part, you know, unless you're getting a defect and they're just affordable. Uh, a lot of guys will recommend a company called Morgan Bones. And this is something that I've made a video on. I've talked uh, you know, very highly about Morgan Bones for a long time now. Uh, this is an option. They are, they're about, in the, I think they're 59-ish dollars. Mm-hmm. For your first pipe, man, I'd probably lean on maybe those Rossies, the Brigham's, or uh, the Rops uh, personally, but 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 Morgan Bones is, is an option as well. But but those are a great... Yeah, I would say the reason maybe being is like, it's just a very raw pipe. Like yeah, you, you get what you get. And I, I, I think with some of the other ones that we've seen, there's a little more character in them, maybe I would say. Oh, for sure. I mean, they have a finish... They got a stain. Yeah. They'll be rust, probably rusticated or maybe blasted if you're lucky. But yep. yeah, and you that's might get where some smooths. But I will say with the Morgan Bones, since they are sort of that uh, natural f- finish and not not really finish, but just the natural briar, like it will color over time. So that could be that. That's maybe where I could uh, counter maybe your recommendation is like that could be a really cool first pipe to get kind of like the natural oils of your hands and yeah. it colors the pipes. It could be something, a cool keepsake for someone over the age, you know, over, over time, since these are meant to, to last us for a long time. Yeah, this is my first pipe and now it's black, you know, cause I've been smoking <laughs> it for 45 <laughs> no, years. I love that. But yeah, I mean, I know the, uh, bones pipes comes, come in a different, a bunch of different shapes, uh, not always available, but, no, there, there are yeah, some the, that become available. My biggest, uh, you know, hold back on on the Morgan Bones is their stems, man. Mm, they are a okay. hit or miss. Yeah, and for me, most sure. of the time they're misses. They're just very chunky. They're 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 just cheap. You know, they you get yeah. you're paying fifty nine. You're paying fifty dollars, fifty fifty five dollars for the briar, a quality piece of briar. You're paying like four bucks for a cheapo stem, uh, yeah. and. That that is the only drawback I have with some of the Morgan Bones, but you're not going to find those problems with a you know a Rossi or a Rop or something. Yeah. Uh, so, but those those are all really good options, and that's kind of why we included them in that mid mid to low budget, like a mid low budget is what we're calling it. Uh, but as we move to the medium budget here, this is kind of the bread and butter, and this was something that uh, you know a friend of ours had had mentioned on his show that I really. Took a liking to. I used to only recommend corn cobs for the new folks. I'm like, hey man, it's it's low commitment. But what this does is, once we get into this tier, you're you're getting that buy-in level. Mm. You've in, you've made an investment, and that is a good thing. You know, investments are good. And I, you had mentioned it the other day. If you know, if, if your son wants to play guitar and he says the next day he doesn't want to play guitar, well, he gonna play guitar. Yeah, you gonna play guitar <laughs> for a little bit, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's kind of like this. If you spend eighty five dollars, which is the uh, the intro, the first you know dollar amount for our medium budget uh, tier, if you pay eighty five dollars for a pie, man, you're probably gonna want to try it a couple you're more good. times, yeah, even if you hated it, it the first time. <laughs> so good way to put it. So this medium budget tier goes from eighty five dollars to one hundred ten dollars, and and these are all ish, man. I'm just this is my little write-up that I'm doing. And there are so many options. There's so, so, so many options in this range for some of the best quality pipes out there. Uh, there's, of course, going to be, maybe not best is the best word, but they're, they're your, your, your cream of the crop kind of thing. Like, this is like where you want to be. 
You know, there's yeah. going to be some some outliers, and and everything after this is pretty much an outlier. But you know, pipes were made. You know, a good quality briar with a good quality stain and and good quality drilling is going to be generally eighty five dollars to one hundred ten dollars. Uh, the two that I have to mention that I've mentioned probably several times throughout already, Peterson and Savinelli. Uh, you know, I, I said the other day, I always hate that I always recommend these two. It's it's just because they are the staples. Yeah. There's a reason they those are the those are the top two pipes that sell in in the entire world. We have the the Irish Mark, uh, the Peterson, and then you know the Italian great Savinelli. Uh, these these two have so many lines that you could be interested in, and and I there are some cheaper than eighty five dollars, and there's some much more than one hundred ten. True, but you know some of the some of the ones that are within that range. Th- these are lines that I'm going to give you the names of. For Peterson, I really like the Iran. That's A R A N. Uh, they have a Donegal Rocky, and then the Arclo. Those are three lines that I really really like within this price range, and I think really fit everything that I would recommend in a pipe. Uh, there's a couple system pipes we had talked about. You know, if you have a Peterson quote system pipe, you might not get a pipe cleaner through there. Uh, you know, those those can be in the $99 range. I would say no sip systems for your first pipe. Uh, that's mm. just my my uh, my recommendation. So so check out the Iran, the Donegal Rocky, and then the Arclo. There's some very beautiful pipes. There's many different finishes. There's going to be a pipe for you uh, in, in that Peterson range. Why no system just based on the shape? Yeah. Or? Um, so the system is the idea, just to, to talk about it real quick, that the yeah, idea behind briefly. the Peterson, Peterson system is it's, it's a new, it's a construction that would, you know, dates back to 1898 or something. And what happened was, is there's, there's several holes within the pipe. Uh, and the idea is to, allow a deliberate allocation of a, a, a hole that can collect moisture. Uh, you know, moisture mm. comes from saliva. It comes from the, you know, the burning of the tobacco and, and all those oils and, you know, combustion. There's a, there's reasons why you'd want to do this. Uh, when it comes to cleaning them, and a lot of the system pipes will have a, a P-lip, and a P-lip is a whole nother kind of curveball yep. in the intro. So, you know, they're good pipes. They are. I My Peterson uh, system, I have, I have a few. One of them is one of my absolute favorites. But when it comes to my very first pipe, I think it's a good old fishtail, you know. Yeah. Just simple. You put the pipe cleaner in, it's going to go to the bowl, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you're good to go. That that's that's These are some fundamentals that I think are very important for a, a Peterson owner, at least the very first uh, pipe that you might own. Perfect. Um, you know, so as for the Savinelli, you know, you can't go wrong. There's, there's the again, a bunch of lines, three that I'm going to talk about. Uh, I'm going to spell this one out. It's a R C O B A L E N O. Arco Baleno. A R O B L E N O. Arco Baleno, I believe Arco. it is. Arco, Arco Baleno. Just do the do the the, the Italian, Italian fingers hand. together and say it. Arco Baleno. Uh, so Arco that is a good. Dergi. That's that's a great line. And then the Trevi T R E V I, and then the Roma R O M A. These are three lines. Arco Baleno, oh, Trevi, Roma. Yeah, no, literally. Yeah, Roma, tomato. It, uh, yeah, it might it, also be Rome, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they have a lot of tomato-y shape. Oh, they shape. do? I, yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know if Roma is, it's probably not, but. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, but, no, nah, dude, these are, these, 
these six, uh, you know, lines between the Savinelli and the Peterson are, are right in that $85 to $110 range. And this is, this is your bread and butter, man. I I'm doubling down on this range, man. This is, this is where you want your first pipe to be. Again, it gets you that buy-in. You're going to get a very high quality piece. You won't have any issues. You know, it's, it's just a, it's a win-win here. Um, and, and as we hit it in stride, there are of course more expensive pipes, you know, a higher budget, I would say the high budget tier would be somewhere between one and eight, 185 to like the 300 range. My recommendation here is if you really want to spend that much, uh, just get two to three medium tier pipes, man. I really, <laughs> I really do believe that to start, uh, to start exactly. If you like, again, cause you know, if, if that's what you, if you're dedicated on spending $300, Get a couple of the medium range, man. Get that medium, get a, get a Peterson, get a Savinelli, learn the two pieces. I, I think that would go a very, very long way. Uh, but there's many within this range from Peterson and Savinelli that you could get. Uh, there's near up fourth generation. We had talked about the very intro, uh, you know, some, some Italian guys, Musico, many, many out there. Uh, and then just for your awareness, this is not a recommendation. This is the furthest thing from the recommendation. I don't care how much money you have. You know, I just genuinely do not recommend you purchase a pipe from the five hundred to two thousand dollar range. That would what we would call our highest budget tier, and there's some outliers, uh, you know, that go past that two thousand dollar mark. Uh, but I, I just, if if it's your first pipe, there's just there's just absolutely zero need. I'm I'm gonna double down here on the the medium budget tier, and yeah, there's just so much so much good that comes out of that eighty five dollar to hundred ten dollar range. Yeah, I agree. And within the high budget, and then the highest budget. You have your artisan pipes, which are typically categorically just better quality made, like in in all ways due yeah, yep. to due to the practice that a lot of the, especially in that highest budget, you know, they're there for a reason and and all that. I would I would argue and yeah, I I man, I'm in my artisan kick, but I would have to agree. I think everyone should start with that medium range. Uh, and and get something that that really calls out to them. I still have my first pipe, which is a Peterson Aran, and uh, yeah, I I love it. I will never get rid of it. I don't smoke it that often anymore, but it's something that called to me at the time and is very very. Uh, I love it. It will always be in my collection. Is is basically what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny how you brought up like that they're categorically better those artisan pipes, and you know, there there's some truth there. But I would I would argue it's something like uh you know a, a twenty six twenty seven year whiskey versus a twelve year whiskey. You oh, know, a twelve okay. year whiskey is our our medium budget. You know, I'm drinking a I had a glass of Redbreast twelve. You could argue that's the high yeah, budget here. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like they're. The 29-year red breast is like $1,500 or whatever the hell it is. That is categorically better. That said, if you're just trying whiskey, if you try the best stuff, you just have no basis. You have no understanding of like the, the, right. the amount of understanding of, of whiskey you need to really understand why it's that much. Other, other than the fact that it's just aged more and it just took more time. You know, there's nuances that you don't, you don't have the physical ability to pay attention to or, or pick up on if you're not a whiskey drinker. And if you're not a pipe smoker for you to get a $600 pipe, whether, whether that's chump change to you, like it still doesn't change the fact that you won't be able to understand why it's a $600 pipe because you haven't smoked 
the eight dollar pipes. You haven't smoked the 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 middle mm. tier. You haven't smoked the high tier. Like it's you just don't have an understanding. So it's right. it, it. I genuinely am doubling down here by saying it. There's zero need. You're wasting, you know, your understanding. You're wasting your money. And and you could argue again, maybe you know, maybe money. It's maybe it's impossible for you to waste six hundred dollars because you're so well off. That's fine. But but again, you're just you're not going to be able you to understand twenty nine yeah. whiskey. If you don't, if you've never had twelve year whiskey, you know, just you wouldn't know what you're you're missing or picking right. up on. Right? There's there's a few kind of comparisons I have. One is a prominent pipe maker we know. He had talked about he makes he makes the highest budget high tier level pipes, so he smoked those types, and then he said, I think he, he's been doing this for twenty years, and around year ten, he finally got his first corn cob pipe, and he was like. Man, I don't know what I was missing. I know you're you're recommending that medium budget, but it goes to show like you need to have that. You kind of need to have a well, you know, well drink. You need to have some lower to truly, yeah. truly recognize the higher. Because sometimes that that low tier hits in all the right places, and that medium budget pipe will hit in all mm-hmm. the right places. Uh, and it's more than maybe just the quality of the manufacturer. Meaning not like Peterson or Savinelli, but just literally how it's manufactured. There's more to it than just that quality, I would argue. And you, you, we touched it at the beginning is kind of like the why. Like, why did I get this pipe? Dude, the, my, my last piece on this, and it's the, the quintessential reason why this, this makes sense to me, is because when I was a kid, I learned, I learned a very valuable lesson. More expensive does not mean better. Mm. More expensive just means different and has different capabilities, right? Yeah. And, and that is relative to the user. Uh, so <laughs> the experienced pipe smoker, the most experienced pipe smoker, the highest quality, it will be relative to him, not the new pipe smoker. So I was a new drummer. I wanted to be a drummer <laughs> uh, so bad when I was a kid, man. And we lived, we lived in an apartment uh, or a... a, a like a townhouse kind of thing. We, we, our neighbors live next to us kind of thing, like one, one building kind of thing and condo. That's, that's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) Uh, and so I could not have an acoustic drum set. So I saved up and up and up and up. And this is like 2009, eight and something like that saved up and up and up walking dogs. I think I was making a hundred bucks a month and I saved for like eight, eight, nine months or something to buy a, a six, $600 drum set. Uh, electronic drum set. And I did so much research on this thing. I, it was exactly what I needed, exactly what I wanted. It was entry level. I could afford it oh, after six, seven months. And by the time I actually got to the to the guitar center, an, an extra month had gone by or whatever, or maybe two, and I had like a two, two, three hundred extra dollars. And when I went in saying, hey, I want you to order this this exact drum kit, um, it should be this amount of money. They're like, oh, it's uh, it's this amount of money, which was a little bit cheaper. And I was like, are you sure? I was like, Cause I could have sworn I had the exact amount of money I had. So I, I did some math wrong or whatever. And they're like, oh, no, no. But you could get this drum version uh, for the amount of money that you have. And I was like, oh, is it more expensive? They're like, yeah, you know, this one's, you know, 750 as opposed to the 640 or 540 or whatever it was. Right. So I was just like, oh, hell yeah. I saved up more money. So I would rather buy the more expensive, the quote in my mind, better thing. Long story short, I get this damn drum set, bro. And it was, 
It was a nightmare. It it was a it was a studio kit. So it was it yeah, it was nicer, but it was for people who record music. Adam did not record music. So it play, man. It literally did not play sound. <laughs> literally. I could not I had to I had to I had to plug this electronic drum set into, you know, a, a laptop and use headphones into the aux jack of my laptop. <laughs> And I had to listen to to the drums as I over the sound of hitting these damn drums, which weren't mesh. Uh, the upgraded version had like a, a real feel kind of sound oh and feel, which was God. loud as hell. And anyway, I, I, I learned a very, very valuable lesson there that more expensive does not always mean better. And in this case, this 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 range true. You know, if you're the new <laughs> pipe smoker, you want the five hundred forty dollar drum kit. You don't want the seven hundred dollar drum kit, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll wrap this up with our part five, man. This is our, uh, you know, we're speaking to the calling, the calling, man. And I'll keep this brief. There is a pipe made for you, and it it might be mass produced. It might be uh, an Arclo Peterson, which you know two thousand other people might have. It might be. But it might not be. It might be an artisan pipe of of a, a cheaper range or a more expensive range. But you know, as as much as my recommendations for you know going for the factory, you know, mid tier, you know, take that as a grain of salt as well. Like I think I I think I presented a pretty good you argument did. as good why argument. you should. But <laughs> but again, the pipe will call to you. You will find that pipe out there, and it will satisfy that. It, it will satisfy an internal energy. Like there will be yeah. something inside you that you're like, man. I have to have this. And I can't guarantee that will last forever. I really can't. And, and I, can, I can actually guarantee you that it probably won't. Uh, if I could make you one recommendation, man, keep that first pipe. Always. Keep that first pipe, no matter how much you don't like it, no matter, you know, as, as your, your, your flavor palette towards pipes changes, keep the thing, man. You will Screw regret the it in second the pipe. Dude, yeah. I mean, you can just go right to your second pipe, but keep <laughs> keep the first forever, man. Um, but yeah, you know, picture yourself smoking the pipe, holding the pipe. You know, being a steward of that pipe. You are you are someone who is the the holder of this pipe for the time being. And and once you envision that, once you think about that, you know, the story is kind of written. And 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 once you find that story, that pipe story, it's up to you to write that pipe's future story, man. So that will conclude this long smoke seminar, man. I, I really hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, these are some of my thoughts. These are, the things, these are the things that I think about on a daily basis of, you know, these philosophical topics when it comes to pipe smoking. And, and I, I love being able to share my thoughts and opinions with you guys and, and for you guys to give me, you know, your thoughts and opinions on, on these very, very topics. So I would encourage you to to write out uh, to us, whether it's in the Galactic Get by Pipe Club on Instagram or send us an email what your thoughts are. Where did you disagree? Where did you agree? Uh, and, uh, you know, did you have a similar, did, did was there a mishap? Did you buy the $900, you know, <laughs> pipe first and you hated it or, or what? You know, I'd love to hear your tale as well. But thank you guys so much for listening to that. We are going to get into some segments very, very soon. But I, I really love this idea of the Smoke Seminar series, and I'm really glad you guys are on board with us. Segments! Segments!
Let's go. Got two today, as always. We've got a little Ask Adam Anything. That means two questions from the community for Adam. And then we got some this or that, which I'm actually very excited about. This is this is a great one, again, from the Galactic Pipe Pipe Club. But before we get into some this or that, let's ask Adam anything. This is our segment where the community sends in some questions for Adam. doesn't need to be pipe smoking related, but it can be. Uh, but it's just to learn more about the man get piped himself. So we got two today from our community. Again, these are actually both from the Galactic Get Piped Pipe Club. So let's dive into some. This first one is a little long, so strap in. It's kind of a, you know, he's given his take on something and then ultimately asking a question. So this is from mgable79. I believe that's how it's pronounced. I have a question for you, Adam. Is my morning routine considered hearsay or dedication? As a new pipe smoker, I want to experience everything there is tobacco-wise. So my daily routine, daily morning session, which is 5 a.m. to 7 a.m., about consists of a different burley blend, Virginia or vapor blend, English blend, and an aromatic. Now, sometimes it's just two or three on the weekdays, but weekends look like the picture and there was multiple, like five different pipes there. I'm also learning that whilst smoking multiple pipes of different varieties allow me to go back and respect, enjoy one of the ladders even more by experiencing different flavors or blends. So my puff puff give, if you will, would be around seven to 10 minutes on one pipe then on to the next, sometimes longer if it's an exceptional blend. Cough, Burley's cough, cough. I've also found that my method allows for a hot pipe to cool back down substantially during the rotation. Should others try this method? Do others already practice this method or am I the devil? And I think ultimately the question is, what are your thoughts on this? Have you ever done this? What, what, is there anything to this that you know of? Man, what an interesting mm. thought. You know, the fact <laughs> that someone thought this, you know. So, uh, let me, I'm, I'm going through this one more time, you know. Uh, seven to 10 minutes, sometimes 15 per pipe during the rotation, which is my morning sessions are from five to seven, even 8 a.m. So he's, he does spend several hours. Yeah. Occasionally do I get a hot pipe. So he's saying he's rotating all of these several pipes. Yeah, like maybe four to five pipes, three to five, give or take. Okay, okay. And and he's, again, trying a different Burley, a different Virginia, Virginia Pre. So he's trying all of them. So he, so what I'm getting is he's a newer pipe smoker and he's trying to understand all of these tobaccos. Yeah. And, you know, okay. So instead of saying, hey, I'm going to spend, you know, a week smoking a Virginia Pre that I don't like or a month spending a, you know, Virginia Pre I don't like, I'm going to try all of these tobaccos all pretty much all at once and, and, and kind of filter through. Um, hmm. This is really interesting. Yeah. I've never seen or heard anything. I think there were some comments that talked about how there were some maybe similar things to it, but in my short time doing this, I haven't really heard about this or seen this. Can I give just a thought real quick while you're yeah. still kind of going through it? I, I think this is very interesting. Um, what I can envision personally, 
and I, I've never done this, so I don't know, is you really do get a lot of those different flavors. Um, I know that when I f- am smoking a pipe, just obviously one blend through, I get kind of bored of it and it gets kind of meh. I'm just doing it to do it, I guess. But if I were to rotate even different pipes and stuff, like having different blends in it, I could see this as being a very, one, kind of tedious because you have to keep relighting it and doing all that stuff. But it could be a good way to maybe have like different tastes in the palates. Like maybe it's different rolls of sushi. I don't know what the yeah, ginger is. Yeah. Maybe maybe we need that. What do we what do we say it was a palate cleanser? It's like uh smelling chocolate smelling coffee something. beans. Smell coffee no, beans. no, not chocolate. Smelling not coffee beans or like a you know, a, a bubbly soda. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just my I know this is asking many anything, but that's soda my soda water process. by the way. Real quick. Sorry. Soda water. A bubbly soda water, not a, a soda soda like a coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that makes sense, man. So yeah, so he he is saying that he is trying several types of tobacco and he's getting thermal rotation spending seven to 10 minutes on each. So it sounds like he's got like five or six pipes mm-hmm. pretty much loaded, smoke one, seven to 10 minutes, put it down, probably take a 30 seconds, go to the next pipe. Is this heresy? Um, a little bit. No, it absolutely <laughs> is a little bit. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, that is a little bit, but I don't think, I don't think you're the devil. And I also wouldn't necessarily recommend this. Should others try this method? Method? Yes. I. I don't think. Yes, they should try it. But it's. I'm almost very. I'm very agnostic on it. I think it makes a lot of sense, right, mm. dude? I can't tell you how many times I've loaded a pipe, puffed six times, even a new blend, and said, "This sucks. I'm not into it." Next <laughs> pipe, loaded up another pipe, right then and there, right then and there. Like you do not have to force yourself to do anything in this hobby and that's kind of contradictory because i have been on the mic many times saying you know force yourself to smoke an entire bowl of uh, virginia pre like get to know these blends get to know these tobaccos there's a lot of value in that but those the, the value in that is for learning and expanding your palate not for enjoyment like i don't mm. enjoy smoking some of those tobaccos that i'm just trying to learn right those are kind of, those are like deliberate sufferings. It's so like I can someone get better in the long run. Yeah, someone who's having coffee for the first time, like black coffee. Perfect example. It's a great. No example. one ever likes black coffee when you first start. Never. No but Once you force yourself to do it. No, no, no. It doesn't happen. Yeah, when you force does. yourself to do it, or you start with a wicked high sugar, wicked yep. high cream, and then you slowly scale back. And every time you scale back, even if it's a little, it's like this is not nearly as good as it was before. And then you get used to it and you're like, yeah, I enjoy this a lot. Let me scale back a little bit more. Yeah. Like, this is not as good. You know, that is exactly the same. When I first started drinking black coffee, oh man, it took me months, months, months and months and months, so probably long. six months. Maybe even freaking years, dude. Maybe even a, yeah. And I would try it several times a week and it was never good until yeah. it's, now it's delicious. Awesome. Um, you know, but there, but in between that, I would have my sugary, creamy coffee yeah. because it was good, right? Uh, I, I would say this is kind of similar, man. This is like a, I wouldn't do this every time, uh, but, but maybe you will, you know, you know, maybe, maybe you will M Gable 79, maybe you will. And I, I, I'm not gonna, I would never want to tell you that's wrong. If you're enjoying it, 
But it sounds like you're trying to learn the tobaccos, especially when you mentioned sometimes longer if it's an exceptional tobacco. The way I'm interpreting that is you, and you even said cough, Burley's cough, cough. I agree. But it sounds like you're taking a liking to Burley's. So, you know, maybe, maybe take a, if this is like a, if you enjoy doing this, man, just keep doing it. But it sounds like if you enjoy Burley's, man, smoke a Burley. True. You know, maybe, like maybe instead of, you know, those three hours, two hours, spend two hours smoking a Burley. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the, the thing, the, the only problem I have with this method really is if you're doing it to learn, uh, by the time you get to those, the third-ish, fourth-ish blend, your, your tongue and your palate is going to be a little bit out of whack. Uh, you know, the, the pH levels and all that. I don't know what I'm saying, but there's there's things Science. that go on in your mouth that after smoking, you know, say the first three, seven to 10 minutes, say you're 30 minutes in, for you to try a Virginia Perique blend and then move to, you know, a pure Virginia blend, that's 50 minutes, right? That's 40, 50 minutes. You're not going to be giving those a fair chance. If if your method, if your methodology is to to test, right? So Seven to 10 minutes is great for testing. It really is. But understanding that if you continue to do that four or five times, those pieces at the, those blends at the end are kind of getting the short end of the stick. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much to say. I, th I think it's interesting. I think this could absolutely be a good time to smoke a pipe. Maybe that, you know, maybe you're onto something. Maybe if you want to smoke a pipe, you know, grab four pipes, you know, smoke five minutes each. You could grab five or six pipes, pack a different blend, smoke a, you know, give yourself. A, I mean, I did that with the, the the Jeremy Rees blending event. I smoked a pipe for probably 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes. And it was one blend. And then I had a meal and then I took a break. Then I smoked another pipe for 10, 12 minutes. Like I didn't smoke whole bowls. Hell no. I would be there all night. Uh, and that was very, very, very enjoyable. So yeah, kind of like sushi, you know, like when I go out to eat, I don't order one thing, one thing only. Maybe you want to bring a couple pipes and only smoke a little bit of them. Uh, I am totally on board with that. I am a total fan of that. And sometimes I need to remind myself that because I'm on my I'm on my way home, driving my 40 minute drive. I'm not enjoying the blend I'm smoking. I I you know pack something else real quick, throw it in my mouth, not enjoying that. But I force myself to smoke through it. I force myself because I'm like, well, you know, if get piped is smoking a pipe, he's got to enjoy the pipe. He's got to figure it out. I got to work <laughs> through it. You know, if it's, if I'm not, if it's not, you know, puffing right, I got to figure it out. You know, I got to get through it. I, dude, that is all BS. Get out of, get that, get that out of here. Enjoy the pipe. If you're not enjoying it, don't smoke it. Good question, man. Really, really good question. Love that. And I see this, I see this as a good, potentially a good thing for maybe friends. Like if you have a close knit group of folks, you know, who don't have COVID, like maybe this could be a cool campfire thing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Just throwing ideas, but pipe as you please is kind of what I was thinking about the whole time. Well, you know, I'm thinking of maybe implementing this at like a, like a Vegas. It would be sweet yeah. to get a couple guys and that would make a lot of, like when I'm at the, the smoke yeah, like a lounge bit, and like I'm at a, a table. softy bit or whatever. I know we're not super well, maybe fans, not, but some sort maybe of. Maybe not like, like for sharing. What? Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't care. I, I would no, say. I mean, every, I don't like, either. I would say. Instead of going to a table to smoke one blend that I'm not going to enjoy five minutes in because of all the flavors, maybe to keep a revolving door, having mm -hmm. the mindset, I'm only going to smoke this for four or five minutes, and then everyone collectively, it's like, oh, now let's go to this blend. 
Yeah. I think that'd be really, really cool. That'd be really, really cool for a pipe club. So any pipe clubs out there, if you're starting a pipe club or if you're in a pipe club or if you manage a pipe club, I would love for you to share uh, this idea with them. They might smack you in the face and say, that's the stupidest thing ever. Uh, but this could be, that could be really cool. It could be really, really cool. Cool. All right. Our second and last question is from Ben Dean. They ask, can you elaborate on your love of cats? Did you grow up with them? When did you go full crazy cat man? Dude. Great question. I don't know when I went full crazy cat, man. I did grow up with cats. I didn't love them. I liked them. Uh, you know, I had a cat. I had two cats, Oscar and Felix. Yeah, classic. That's it was like a cartoon or something. I don't know. I didn't name my cats. Uh, but Oscar, you know, he had his issues. Uh, he was my, my dad and him didn't get get along so well. And Oscar, you know, went to the farm one day. Um, and we we still had Felix, though, when I was a kid. So that was cool. But Felix would just hide in like the rafters and stuff, which is great. Like as an adult, like I love that for him. He had his he had his space. He didn't like people. And that was it. And he would, you know, I'd see him every now and then. That was cool. But for the most part, I just didn't really care. Um, you know, it's saying goodbye to Felix was sad. I don't think I cried, but I had a nice little picture with him, and that was about it. <laughs> uh, when he was sick, and we had to put him down. But uh, yeah, it just I don't know. It didn't start till. We adopted Nimbus, and we were in college, my wife and I, at the time, my girlfriend. I was visiting wow. her in Maine, and we went to an animal shelter, and we saw a little Nimbus. And I'll be honest, I was not sold. I was totally sold on some other ass whole cat. Uh, for sure, this cat was, like, biting us. And I was like, oh, but he might get better. And Nimbus was just, like, all quiet and, and sad in, in the corner just sitting there. Um, you know, very un-Nimbus-like, honestly. Just very... It was so sad. And, you know, Dana was really into him. He's like, no, I like him. I like him. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, you're going to live with him kind of thing. <laughs> and, dude, he changed our world, man. He changed our freaking world. It was so awesome seeing him and, and meeting him and, and growing up with him. And then when I went to, you know, she, again, he lived with her when she was in college. And she had to do an extra half semester uh, when I commissioned after I graduated college. And so I go down to Fort Benning, Georgia start my infantry training. And when she was doing her half semester, the place she was renting from wouldn't allow animals. Uh, so I got Nimbus. So she, she visited, she flew down for a weekend and she brought Nimbus down. And dude, that was one of the most miserable times of my life was, was the infantry training. The, was our, the infantry, initial infantry basic officer leader course literally one of the most depressed I've ever been. I just was not drinking the Kool-Aid, wasn't really enjoying it, was hating it, was absolutely smoked every day. You know, we were there so, so, so late every single night. Uh, the days where we were supposed to be in, you know, our beds going home every night, we were in the field. The, the nights we were supposed to be in the field, we were in the field. So we were just always outside and it was miserable in Georgia, man. And, and Nimbus was like my a hero, honestly. So oh. I would get home Friday. I would leave him Saturday morning. And he had like he had food, and and my neighbor, my uh, my roommates at the time, they were also in the course, but in a different uh, version of the course. They were in like the class ahead of me or behind me, so they had a much better experience. They were always home, which that that was its own story that I hated. But uh, they they took care of him when I was gone. But I would leave Monday morning at like four or five a.m. Man, and I I would come home Friday night, absolutely disgusting, having showered, and dude, Nimbus would be there in my room just Aww. waiting for me. And I would have a shower beer. 
I would clean up <laughs> and I would literally turn on my PlayStation 3 or 4 or whatever at the time, 4, PlayStation 4. I'd play Assassin's Creed, the video, Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey. It was like a Roman or something game. Uh, Greece. Uh, Alexios was the guy. And Nimbus would sit next to me and I would do oh. that for hours. I would not leave that room until the next time I had to go back to the field, which was Monday morning. And it was Jeez, just to have Nimbus there, man. That was when I became a cat person because he was just purring. He would always be, he was just happy to be with me. And it was a very small room and we never, I didn't get along with my, my two roommates. Um, so I, it was just us. It was just me and Nimbus against the world kind of thing. And, uh, you know, ever since then, I've been a cat person. We ended up getting uh, Zora. We She was the next cat. Uh, she ended up passing away uh, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, yeah, about a year ago, which was was very sad, but she was amazing. We had Pip. He, I mean, he was just a little pound kitten. He was oh. going to get adopted. So, he, you know, it, I love Pip. He's, he's, he's the Pip. Um, and then we've, we've since gotten, uh, his name's Dublin, but we call him Mr. Mr. And he's our, our blindless cat. Our blindless? Our eyeless blind cat. <laughs> Uh, very blind, blind, full cat. Uh, but yeah, man. So that that's kind of it. Um, I, I guess I went full cat man when I was uh, in Bullock when I was just playing video games nonstop with Nimbus. It was just me and him playing video games, eating pizza. Dude, I'd get Domino's, I'd get Reese's, big cups, and Nimbus was just just funny. Nimbus, uh, I didn't know how to feed the cat. Like I didn't, I didn't, I never really owned a cat, right? And so I asked my wife, I'm like, so when do I feed him? Just give me the rules. And she's like, okay, so you're going to give him a can in the morning and a can at night, uh, leave water out. And then if he's, if he's hungry during the day, you can leave some dry food out during the day. And, and that, that should hold him over. I said, okay. So I gave him a can in the morning. I left dry food out and I gave him a can at night. She comes down uh, after college, after she graduated like six months later, she goes, oh my God, Nimbus is fat. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He's fine. And she's like, no, he's fat. And I was like, she's like, how much are you feeding him? I'm like, I, you told me. Give him a can in the morning, a can at night, and then leave some dry food out. And she's like, no, no, no. Only if he's really hungry, leave the dry food out. So Nimbus was just crushing food all day. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, and then I was looking at some pictures. I was like, yeah, maybe he did gain probably five, six pounds. Which <laughs> is <laughs> like half of his Which body is, weight. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he he's a healthy weight now. We we since corrected our, our his his diet. But yeah, man, so it's uh dude, Ben Ben Dean, I appreciate that question. I, I, I could talk about cats all day, every day. That they're uh they're an absolute light in my life. And yeah, it is me. I'm the one who keeps it you know what's wholesome? Nimbus just uh walked by and he oh. just rubbed up against me. So yeah, we'll, we'll end the question with that, man. I, I appreciate that question. Well, if you got any more burning questions for Adam, best place to send them is our Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club, which is our Discord. There's a specific section in our podcast channel for all AAA questions. If you don't want to join there, and you have an email address, which most people do, send them to show at getpiped.co. And our second segment for the day is a little bit of this or that. This is the segment where Adam and I both choose between two options sent in by the community. 
In this case, it is from our friend Samaritan. And this is a good one. Uh, we typically, we always do five this or that's, and they we try to have them all related to one another. And this time we got a, an interesting uh, topic or uh, category, and I, I'll, I'll do a little explaining and then you'll kind of understand as we go. The category is grow, harvest, then. So basically all this stuff is grown, you got to harvest it and then make it um, or, or do it. So we got five again, and I'll, I'll just kind of kick us off. The first one is carve your own pipe or blend your own tobacco. So with all this, we're thinking from the beginning of the process to the end of the process. So Okay. I'm I'm kinda my brain's not really wrapping around the whole then thing. Right. So it's you 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 have the briar bush, you take it all out, you get the briar cut, you do all it, then you carve your own pipe and you grow the tobacco from Oh, uh, okay. So it's just like you, the full, full process full process for all of this stuff, yes. Um Well that's a good one. I would I Huh. So this is one of those ones where I'm assuming I know generally how. I'm not, yes. gonna, I'm not an accomplished pipe maker, but I'm not an accomplished tobacconist, but I at least know how to make a tasty tobacco. And I know at least know how to make a, 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 a pipe, a coherent pipe. I'm going to go with uh, blend your own tobacco. I think oh. it would be cool to grow it. This is a curveball for me. Um, I think it'd be really cool to understand and know how to grow my tobacco, how to properly do it. Uh, you know, and then start to cut it up and blend it into its own thing. I think that'd be really, really cool. Not a lot of real estate that I want. Like, I don't want that large real estate <laughs> requirement to do such. But, but uh, if it's like a one-time deal, dude, I would love to go out to the Mediterranean, find a a, a the Heath tree, a burl. find my own burl. But that's not like. I mean, this is like a like they got to dry. This is a long process. But yeah. I guess if Kind of giving you both, but that's something I plan on doing once in my life is going out and briar harvesting just for fun. Love it. I think I'm going for, I'm thinking I'm going carve your own pipe now. Dang. Yeah. I think I'm transitioning. Well, now I was going to do whatever you didn't do. So I was going to do carve your own pipe. No, do which one you would do. Yeah. I want to do whatever you don't want to do. That's what I want. Cause I would want to yeah. do both. Like, I don't know. I think. The, I think in my head, blending the tobacco was the first one because that seems to be like a very scientific process. Like I say scientific in terms of like there's a lot that I feel like goes into blending it. Uh, oh, there is a trillion percent. Yeah. Whereas a carve, carving one's own pipe is a very, very artistic. Obviously, they're both artisanal in, in a way, but. I think the challenge of blending a tobacco. I agree. Yeah. I think I, I like the idea of that. figuring out a tobacco blend more than I like the idea of figuring out how to make the briar become a pipe. Yeah. So yeah. the parts I like about this are harvesting the wood and then calculating my tobacco blend. <laughs> so I like, I like the beginning of one. And I like the end of the other. So yeah, true. All right. All right. Very well. The next one. Brew your own beer or distill your own spirit? 
So we're talking growing the barley, growing still the, your own spirit. That sounds way easier. Yeah. And yeah, throwing a throwing a, a cask of the word yeah, cask. Great word. I, I love um, that. Put in a barrel, just let it sit there. I don't know if it's easier, but I agree. I I was I'm a spirits guy more so than a beer. I I man, I just I love spirits, any and all for the most part. And I think that it would bring it's so pure. Yeah, I think it would be and like simple. Yeah, like, bring, it, bring, it might not actually be simple, but it is a simple because like beer. I'm one. Of, I'm of the mindset where I could like my own spirits. If we were to make our own spirits, I could enjoy that. But there's a really, really, really good chance I'm not going to like yeah. beer. And there's a bajillion beers out there, and Guinness is the best one, so I have no right. desire to brew my own beer. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm also spirit. I'm also spirits there. All right, next one. Brew your own coffee or steep your own tea? Coffee, 100%. Coffee. Oh, it, like, that's no... That's no even competition. Uh, we've producer guy and I have tried so many times to figure out how we can make it get piped coffee. Yeah. Like a blend that pairs with pipe tobacco yeah. without buying a damn coffee roaster facility, <laughs> you know, and for, to pay for anyone to do it for us. It's, it's just, just like a losing market. So we make a dollar or something. And at that point, it's, if that, yeah, if that, that, it's just not economical. But I know in like a year's time, I will revisit it yeah. and we will look at the numbers one and more maybe, time and see if they changed. Maybe they we'll get a dollar fifty or dollar <laughs> two. Anyways. All right. Uh, number four should be an extremely easy one. Prepare your own salad or grill your own steak. Okay. Well, I don't eat vegetables. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. Steak all the way. I want to, I want to, you know, caress the cow's head is no i'm just kidding all right um number five and the last one make your own rope or make your own paper like we're talking rope rope here yeah yeah, yeah. um oh interesting uh it's so cool to have your own paper like you yeah. cut down the you cut down a log or whatever, and I don't know what the process is for making paper, but I know water has something to do with it, and, sh- and pieces of wood, and to make to pen your first pen letter, with a, a quill. yeah, atop a your own paper, that'd be really cool. So I'm gonna go paper. I think I'm gonna go rope. I think I'm gonna go rope, just like the usefulness with outdoorsy stuff. I don't know if I'd ever really use it, but I think if I made my own rope, I would from from the from scratch. So, yeah, I'm gonna do rope there. But let us know what you think. Let us know what you would want to grow, harvest, and then make. Best way to do that is our again Discord, our Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club. There's a link in the show notes to join that, and you can also send us some more options there. We prefer all five. Uh, this or that's in one category but if you don't if you just have a one-off feel free to send that as well and you can also send it to show at getpipe.co.co if you do not want to join our discord
but my friend. It's good to have you back. I've missed you selfishly. I, uh, I mean, not even selfishly. The, I think the Get Piped Pipe community has missed you. But where can, where can we find you if we want to hear more about you and from you than just here on this podcast, sir? YouTube.com slash get pipe for some of the premier YTPC YouTube content. Go watch the Battle of the Briar trailer. This thing will blow your freaking mind. And I, I really do mean this so, so much. If if you could do that, leave a comment and, and share it with a friend or something. And the best part about this is like, this is the first thing that I can recommend that you share with a non-pipe smoker that I mean. Like this is an entertaining film in the making. You don't have to know that, you don't have to like burly flake to to appreciate this film right it has nothing to do i mean it has everything to do with pie smoking but also nothing to do with pie smoking it's an entertaining film uh that i'm working so hard on so if you could share that that would mean the world to me uh but more stuff is coming more of the you know classic goofy way to talk long get get pipe stuff as well check that out this weekend as a new episode will be airing Short form content is Instagram. That's at get underscore pipe. But if you follow me, make sure you follow my right hand man, GPP underscore producer guy. And the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club is always hustling. It's always bustling. We would love to have you join it. Boom. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, please share this podcast, rate it, review it, follow it, all that stuff. You already heard all that, but you know where to do it. Do it on all your platforms. But don't just share with the men. Share with the women and the children, too. And that doesn't mean just this podcast. That means the Battle of the Briar YouTube video as well. And everything else, Get Piped related. But Adam, my good friend, we've been missing these wise words. So what are your wise words of wisdom this week? Curveball. Don't smoke a pipe, man. Whoa, what? Yeah, you know, dude, I was reading a post from uh, Pastor Joda, a good friend, good friend of the, the Get By podcast, and he was talking about how he was doing a little bit of, you know, get fit, stay piped dish. He was just getting out, getting out and about, and he, was, he, he talked about, he mentioned in the post, no pipes around, but was able to get outside and enjoy the weather, enjoy the outside, enjoy the outdoors, and that really put something into perspective, and I actually reposted and, and con- commented the same thing. I said, we love pipes. We get it. Don't feel like you got to be doing it all the time. Don't feel like because I talk about all these artisans and I talk about all these factories that you got to own every factory and you got to own every artisan and you got to try the new release and the new, you got to like Burley because Get Pipe likes Burley. You don't got to do any of that. Sometimes it's good to take a break from your pipe, man. And I'm in this weird boat right now where I pretty much took a force break from my pipe because of my illness. And I'm struggling to find that morning commute. I mean, this has only been two days, but both both two days on my way to work today and the day before, I don't know. I just, it wasn't hitting. It was not hitting. And I was a little bummed because I wanted to hit. I really want to enjoy that morning pipe, but it, it, it really hasn't been. Uh, so I'm at a little bit of a loss, a little bit of concern. I want to, but I it's just not working. And, and I'm kind of just trying to, reiterate that idea that man sometimes you got to put the pipe down it's okay it is okay you know some this might be you know heresy to some folks and you know it is to get pipe most of the time but yeah these are the wise words of wisdom for today man just don't just just chill it's okay if you don't want to smoke a pipe don't smoke a pipe 
if you, you want to smoke a pipe and it's not working, sometimes you just got to not smoke a pipe either way. And that's kind of where I think I'm at right now. And I know with the autumn coming, we're, we're getting real close to English weather. We're getting real close to enjoying the pipes weather. So I might I might be taking a little bit of a, a pipe hiatus. I'm not going to take away, hi, not a hiatus from the community. I love you guys. I want to keep talking about it. This thing is going to be you know pushed out all the same. True. But yeah, I might just take a little break on my pipes uh, this week while I go to work and you know maybe get back to it the week after. We'll see. But anyway, that's pretty much all I got. You know, either way, whether I tell you to smoke a pipe or not, I am still actively trying to save the pipe smoking world. But once again, I don't know how I'm going to pull it off. But until then, you have all just been piped. And until the next piping, we are out.